Two lifelong Houston sports guys named Adam talking your teams. World Series Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A-Team. A-Team. It's the weekend, Houston. We just, you know, we're going to do a few hours of sports talk before we actually get to it. But if you're not in your vehicle or your mode of transportation to get out of the office and get your way back home and basically put this terrible weather today behind you, I don't know if you're living right. You got to do that right now because it is officially the weekend. The weekend is underway. And uh, as we get done or as we get uh, set to get underway with a Friday edition of the program. I think it's uh, only appropriate that we talk about the fact that spring training has been about as expected, you know, with the Astros. I think uh, all of the, uh, the I guess, the scaredy cats from a few days ago with the Justin Verlander and J.P. France news, that was to be expected. That Something, something like that typically happens. Um, I think that the uh, fact that, uh, everybody there is going through the motions is a good thing, and we're all getting excited about it. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is one of the most, because the Super Bowl is last weekend. We haven't had spring training start. I think that's, what, Saturday, a week from tomorrow is the first action officially on the field. Everybody talks about the dead period that is the Major League Baseball All-Star break every July, right? Nay, this is the worst weekend on the calendar. The Super Bowl's done, and baseball hasn't officially got underway. And it's the NBA All-Star Weekend, but that lo- it, that lost its luster a long time ago. I am depressed as a sports fan to be going into this weekend. I'm going to have to find something to do. Wex, do you have any suggestions? That's what I need from you right now. Yeah, you can watch the NBA All-Star stuff. Stop it. Real suggestions. I mean, yeah, I never even, I, 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 don't, I don't understand why people have this sort of bad idea, wrong idea, inaccurate idea of this program. This is like the, what's today? February 16th, mm-hmm. got a bunch of weekends, roughly our 36th or 7th show of the year. Give or take. You, you, pro, you have come in here with an absolutely soaking wet blanket, like over half of them. Well, you are Man, rubbing I off on me. Man, this week. Man, this is the worst. Oh, this happened. Oh, this. I, you're going to have to help me here, everybody. This Now, this is the worst. It's just a weekend of, you know, the first weekend of spring training and the only weekend of the NBA season where official games aren't being played. Like the week of the All-Star break in baseball mm-hmm. when nothing's happening with football nothing's happening with basketball and now nothing's happening with baseball except for the home run derby we're begging no astros to be a part of please and the all-star game where even if an astro is in it odds of us missing their first at bat or first pitch of an at bat or first pitch of a pitching appearance being missed because they're still in commercial are through the roof like and then there's wednesday when literally nothing happens and then you complain when the astros are playing on thursday before everybody else they've got a doubleheader with the yankees everybody else has got off with with uh friday games and they got to travel after this makeup set oh even this is awful okay but okay but to your point it's friday and this is again only applies to me so I can guarantee you that week will not be as bad as this weekend. This weekend, man. It's a weekend. Can I, can I explain? No comparison. You know where I'm going to be. It doesn't matter where you're going to be. It does It Nuh-uh. does matter. Nuh-uh. It does. Totally underused. Very very much for kids only. I, it Nuh-uh. wasn't underused back in 1990. Nuh-uh. 
<laughs> I was using it daily on the playground. Also unused, except during Rockets broadcasts? Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Back heel miss? No, uh, what is it? Like, you know, Jabari Jackson yeah. for three? Uh-uh. Yeah, he's, that is a signature Matt Thomasism. By the way, he said that our show was the Tylenol PM of Sports Talk 790. To which you responded? Your show is the Meniere's disease of Sports Talk Is Tylenol PM frowned upon? I mean... It's a specific, uh, you know, helper for a specific issue. Well, let me ask you this. Since we're comparing, would you rather be put to sleep by a show or rather have a show give you a headache? Because so, that was the so comparison. So he's saying taking Tylenol PM puts you to sleep? There's a reason there's a PM on the end of it. If I took one before <laughs> the show versus a regular Tylenol, it would be a very, very different show. Maybe I should try that sometime just to see what happens. You, you mean know what? In, in that it's a sleep aid? Yeah. You know what? I'll do that right now since this is the worst part of the calendar because what would you cons- would you consider yourself an older adult? Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Well, no. Well, no you may I be, you may be more adult. sensitive to the side effects of Tylenol PM. They're talking about old people. Dizziness? Uh-huh. Drowsy- vomiting, drowsiness. Is vomiting on there? Confusion. See, that's old. Constipation? No. And trouble with number 1. Why don't you just say trouble urinating? That's exactly what it does say. Why didn't you just read that? Just didn't. That's okay. Before the end of the show, I'm going to make you cringe. Yeah, I don't know why you wait till the end of the show. This is a great way to get things going. It is Friday, and we are enjoying ourselves here. Hope you are doing the same. It is day three of spring training for the Astros. We'll have a special uh, treat for you today, and presumably every day, uh, the rest of our spring training coverage, again, which continues exclusively uh, right here on Sports Talk 790 next week. We've been down there all week. We as a station will be there next week as well, and like AC said, they'll be playing extremely important spring training games starting Saturday, a week from tomorrow, and I'm not saying it facetiously. The games are important. Mm -hmm. The results are not. The scores are not. Uh, individuals at bats are. Uh, individual running the bases are. And obviously, working on your pitches while you give up five runs to single-A players. Also important. Uh, the results of the games never matter. Hopefully, nobody thinks that still. I try to press that on everybody. Every spring training is un- unimportant. The fact that they actually keep score is fine. The fact that they actually keep standings is rather silly at the end of spring when the Mets have gone 19, 14, and 6, and we think it matters, or the Astros have gone 11, 13, and 5. It does not matter. But the games, yes, they will begin, and of course we'll have those for you uh, as well. A couple more non-catchers, non-pitchers made their way to the facility today. Get started a little bit earlier, and significance of one of them for sure, and we'll talk about that and his playing time. Uh, obviously, the catchers have been there throughout. Pitchers have been there throughout, and we got a chance to catch up with a few more of them today, including uh, Forrest Whitley. So we'll hear a little bit about uh, some of his hopes for the season and his manager's hopes for the season, and obviously kind of an update on where things stand uh, with others. But yes, the NBA, after last night's trio of games, has the night off from games that count in the standings. Tonight, tomorrow, and uh, through the middle of next week, Rockets won't be playing again until a week from last night. Of course, they'll open up the second part of the season with a back-to-back, a home and road, or road and home, a back-to-back for them. One player is going to be playing tonight for the Rockets as part of the Rising Stars game, part of one of the four seven-player teams, Team Pal, 
featuring Jabari Smith Jr. Uh, since you won't be uh, watching, I won't make any difference to you that mm-hmm. I am predicting a Team Pal tournament victory. Makes no difference to me. See, <laughs> you were right. I, it doesn't make any difference to me either. But I'm not happy about this, by the way. You're so angry and yeah, but, upset. Of course, this you, is who I this am. This guy has a Friday night where he's not supposed to be paying attention to sports. Is that so awful? Oh, you have no idea. You have I do no have no idea. idea. Listeners probably the, the have no idea. The second straight weekend, the house is a disaster and people are coming over tomorrow before noon. So I, it's all on you. Yes. Because you have to be the only one. I just know how this is going ha- to work. Who, who's coming over? As it ain't me. No, you're not coming over I this know. time. You, you, we did that last weekend. You've got your, you've got your Q1 quota in. <laughs> yeah, for the year. <laughs> All, all set. I, I said Q1. <laughs> I didn't say the year. Um, no, like, again. I mean, geez, head out of here, go get some dinner, enjoy a night at home, clean the house a little, spend some time doing the same tomorrow, straighten up a little bit, watch a little big screen, fire up a console if you'd like. Oh, that's happening. Whatever. That, he, that geez, this happening. sounds awful. What a terrible weekend you have in store for you. It's just from a sports perspective. You have to do it in context. You can't just say. Yeah, take the sports out. Your weekend will be fine. Yeah, but it, it could be better. It could be better. And again, when the Major League Baseball All-Star break rolls around, you're going to be sitting in here, and I'm going to be sitting on the beach in Cancun. So that's going to be better. I know. I'm going to be pretending that it's important that uh, Pete Alonso is the favorite in the home run derby, despite the fact he's hitting 205 for the Mets this year. How much is, the, is Dan going to kill the show that week? Uh, well, it depends. It depends. What, what else do we have going on here? <laughs> Yeah, Dan, are you looking forward to that? We'll be at SEC Media Days more than likely. During that same week? Yeah, SEC Media Days and the All-Star Game are both in the same location. So we're literally both abandoning Adam Wexler during that week. I have to believe that well, Wexler. That's will awesome. Be you think I'm going to sit here while he goes to SEC Media Days? Are you going to go? Miss out on the opportunity for a one-on-one with Kalen DeBoer? What about Sark? Well, Sark obviously will be there. Friend of the show. So, we're, so will Mr. Elko. Do you think Sark thinks that the Lakers and Rockets are going to meet up in the play-in? Uh, no, I think he thinks that LeBron and Steph Curry are going to meet up in the play-in. Why does he think that? Because that would be the ultimate in man. These are two of the five best players in the West. And they can't even and they're get in top in the AC. play-in tournament? Yeah, I... Uh... They're definitely two of the players who've helped as faces of the league to carry this league for a decade. Let's put it this way. When the Rockets roll out the ball post-All-Star break, there better be a change in the lineup, and it better not be because of injuries. Well, you got the big picture, man. Playing tournament would be great, and even if you make the playing tournament, it doesn't uh, You're not getting your draft pick this year. That's not necessarily true. No, the Thunder are going to get it. They're not. Gonna, That's not necessarily true. The Rockets are going to leap how many spots you, into you, the top four? You obviously have not been paying attention to the numbers. The numbers are, are all everything, all you need to know. What's the odds right now? What, Seventh, eighth? What, you got to recognize where they are, who they are, and what direction they're headed in. I am. I'm trying to tell you all the time. So if the Rockets are where they are, like if they're the 14th team, the best team that doesn't make uh, the playoffs. The lottery. Oh, okay. They have a 2.4% chance of keeping their pick. Okay. If they move up one, two, three, four spots, so they're the 10th team out of the 14 in the lottery. Now it's already up to 14%. They move up one more spot. It's up to 20%. One more spot, 27%. All these, I can't believe they're losing to Memphis. They certainly send the team in a much better, we're going to keep our... But, having said all that, I'll bring the wet blanket to the opening segment to close out the segment. Okay. In my humble opinion, 
I am a superstar draft prognosticator. You've never had a humble opinion. This draft sucks. Is awful. It sucks. So, you know what, OKC? I know you have like 50 other first-rounders from various deals you've made. Sam Presti, you can have this one via the Chris Paul trade because that's finally coming home to roost. That deal is Chris just Paul now. crushing it this year. You know what? Front row seat to Warriors games. That's what his contract gets him. Again, this all started because of his stupid hamstring. All of this started because of his stupid hamstring. I mean, all of this started. but No, it was just, everything it was that's just happened a, since then. It was just a continuation of his own I-can't-stay-healthy-at-the-most-opportune-times I, career. I just cannot believe that that is really, at the end of the day, what did this. It's what did it. It's how we get things started here. We will uh, jump in on some Astros coverage. Two very important things, both concerning pitching. When we come back here on the A-Team, I'm going to tell you about UVC, power, sports, tractors, and outdoors. Make sure you get on out there. Enjoy yourself, whatever the day might bring, and especially those without sports. My goodness, maybe you should make your way out to Alvin and enjoy yourself sporting the keys to a Kawasaki Mule Pro FXT 1000, a 2024 model on-site and ready for you to get behind the wheel of and test drive it right there on-site. That's what they do. It's what they have for you, and that's what they want you to enjoy your way out there. While you're out there, you're going to get a perfectly good opinion, your own opinion. What is it like to be behind the wheel of this Kawasaki Mule? Then you're going to decide exactly how you want to get it custom outfitted because nobody does it better with the Kawasaki Mules. The custom outfitting right there on-site at UVC. Power sports, tractors, and outdoors, known as your one-stop shop for all your outdoor equipment needs. And we definitely vouch for that, the number of people we've talked to out there when we've been out there and uh, what they've been able to uh, walk away with and enjoy and realize, well, yeah, it is all here. Massive facility inside and out and online, same place you find them. As I said, UVCOneStop.com or head on out to Alvin, UVC Power Sports, tractors, and outdoors. Ladies and gentlemen, What's up, guys? Uh, you're listening to Adam Clinton and Adam Wexler. <laughs> Is that how I say it? That's how I say it. Swear, swear to God. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just met these guys today. Swear to God. <laughs> Lying. I didn't. I know them. They're cool. They're the best. Listen, the A-Team on Sports Talk 790. It is the A-Team here on Sports Talk 790. So I have a, uh, a theory about this upcoming Astros season. And no. Me too. It is not... That they should add Trevor Bauer. I've like, just, just come around. I, I, my theory on the Astros is I think they're going to be good. What like, do you got? I'm sitting there listening to the show earlier. Yes. The Excedrin PM show, the real one. Why the, aren't they just like the uppers? The Meniere's disease of Sports Talk 790 earlier today. And they got a caller who, with a straight face, he's trying to argue the Astros should acquiesce to Trevor Bauer's request of any team in Major League Baseball, pay him the veterans minimum to come in there. And basically reclaim his not that ever really great good name. Um, and I, it's just, he was serious. And he was, I mean, it was almost like as he kept talking, he understood how bad it was sounding, but he was already on the air. So I just got to keep going. I'm like, come on, man. In reality, somebody like Forrest Whitley could end up being a contributor that surprises. And the fact that we're saying that here in February of 2024. Um, again, I, I, I asked Chandler Rome the question yesterday. Do you hear his name and kind of roll your eyes? And he's like, I understand where you're coming from. That's where I'm at right now because if it doesn't happen here this year, it's, I mean, and I felt like we said this last year, it's never going to happen. 
Well, yeah, again, never going to happen for the Astros, most likely, because literal timing with contractual obligations and uh, years of control. Whether or not it happens elsewhere, I would, I would wonder. But each year you've said this, it's been different. And this year, the difference is it's 26-year-old Forrest Whitley. 26-year-old Forrest Whitley. Uh, yeah, great. Top pick. Yes, great. Top prospect. All that stuff is years and years and years ago and has basically no relevance now because he doesn't even pitch like that. He's had so many injury issues and he's had so many uh, reasons, suspension, a COVID year, why he just hasn't been very good. And that still gets lost in every conversation about Forrest Whitley because the idea of this prospect, of this top pick, of this high school kid, of this untouchable, no way are we including him in trades, is still kind of front and center in a lot of people's minds. His season last year, right here in Houston, for Sugarland, consisted of 30 innings. The season before consisted of 30, or excuse me, 40 innings, two of which were in the Florida Coast League. His ERA, 570 last year. His ERA the year before that, over eight. He's not pitched well or stayed healthy. Over the last basically five seasons, going all things, the way back to prior to the COVID season. Are those two things important for a major league pitcher? It's exceptionally important, yeah. but you also don't want to ever give up on anybody that at one time, and we see real comebacks, guys that are out of baseball for years, uh, guys that switch positions because, well, I can't pitch anymore. Maybe I can be a shortstop or vice versa. I've been a shortstop, and I'm just not making it up the ladder. And, hey, man, in high school I was a 2A player. I hit 679 as a senior with 19 homers in 13 games. Maybe I could go that route. It does happen. And, you know, I don't want to give up on anybody. I don't think the fans do either. So there's no reason to not give it a shot. And he certainly wants that uh, to be a part of his future. But kind of one thing stands above all, as Forrest Whitley mentioned earlier today with our own Chris Gordy. I think the main goal for me was making sure my making sure my lat was healthy. The tear that I had last year was pretty significant, so I just wanted to make sure everything was good in that regard. Um, and that was the main focus. It was part of the reason I moved out to Arizona, trained with some people out there, and you know, it was kind of mission accomplished. Everything seems to be put in place right right now. Can also confirm as we asked Gordy on day one and day two if he'd seen Forrest yet. He has. Uh, he also spoke with him, as you just heard right there. <laughs> yeah. And he's been on the field, and they actually are anticipating a role for him. He has to win a spot on this team, but management, both the Dana Brown and baseball ops people and on-field management, Joe Espada and uh, the pitching coaches, uh, who he was in rookie ball with, their ascension to the major leagues has basically been right in line with him, except they didn't get hurt. I mean, technically, Josh Miller is hurt now. He has a bad knee. He's using a golf cart at uh, spring training right now. But they got to the majors sooner. And had he not had all these other setbacks, he might have just kind of followed him along the whole way. But his familiarity with them and vice versa and so many other people here, even with Dana Brown and kind of a, a new group uh, in parts of the baseball ops department, a lot of people here, and especially there at camp on the field, uh, they know him. But that role for him will not be as a starter, and he talked a little bit about that. I kind of saw the writing on the wall uh, with how scarce my health had been the last three years. Um, I figured they wanted to help me out any way that they could, and I think limiting the innings coming out of the bullpen was probably the best way to do that. 
Um, I still would like to be a starter in the future, but uh, I'm willing to earn my way through the bullpen. Also mentioned, it's really not that different. It's not quite like Ryan Presley said it wasn't that different, but in the Astros system for years, starters have piggybacked. So some days he starts and pitches innings one through four. Other days he doesn't start. And as a non-starter that day, he gets loose in the bullpen and comes in in a fourth inning or a fifth inning or uh, something like that. So it's not anything he's really that unused to. He did also mention he likely takes a pitch out of his arsenal uh, as a starting pitcher, having more pitches that you can throw well usually uh, is to your benefit. And in the bullpen, having a couple of pitches you really focus on that now your pitch selection and usage of each pitch uh, kind of gets molded to what you do well. That's probably more of what they're going to see from him. And it's the same thing we talked about with Chris on Wednesday. Same thing we talked about with Chandler Rome yesterday. And we will get a visit from Chris Gordy again from FLA in about half an hour on the random days where the Astros get nothing from their starter, who goes out there? Uh, on the days where Hayter and or Abreu and or Presley are unavailable, who's pitching those innings? And I think literally today there are zero answers. We know Montero's in the mix. We know Seth Martinez is in the mix. Parker Mashinsky's in the mix. Bennett Sousa's in the mix. Renel Blanco forced Whitley, despite not throwing any major league pitches yet in his career, is absolutely in that mix as well. And if there are no physical setbacks and no obvious he can't get major league hitters out, because you never even know if he faces major league hitters, depending on how he's used, uh, he he does have a reasonably good chance to make the club. I do think some of the starting pitching injuries, though, uh, could impact it if they're almost inevitably forced to take an additional starter, which might eliminate a spot in the bullpen. Well, and that's the thing. Like, if there's ever been a perfect storm, I guess, if you want to call it that, of opportunity for a guy like him in his situation at the beginning of a season especially, I mean, this is probably it. I'm not saying because Justin Verlander has a hiccup, as they called it the other day, that he's definitely missing opening day. You're the one saying that on the show. Yeah, I don't think he will be pitching opening day for the Astros. But, I mean, the trickle-down effect from something like that, coupled with the lack of a Lance McCullers and a Luis Garcia and coupled with, you know, JP France having some question marks, uh, potentially as you get closer to opening day and all that kind of stuff, whether it's starting, whether it's bullpen, what have you, I do think that the perfect storm is there, but again, going back to the other side of it for, for, for a forest, I mean, it's just like, come on, man. And and it's not his fault. Honestly, they're not counting on him. Right. I think other people might say it differently, and some people might think they actually are, but there's no pressure at any Which point is less anymore. Pressure. Exactly, I mean, less pressure. And there was, but there wasn't for the last several years because of unfortunately what had happened. Just remember, he was drafted. And he threw his first pitch for the Astros in an Astros minor league uniform in 2016. It'll be 2024 spring training starting on Saturday, and he will yet to have thrown a major league pitch for them or spent any time in anybody else's organization, which is rather uh, remarkable. You mentioned Justin Verlander. Uh, We will do, as I said, uh, both today and hopefully every day because it's fun over the course of the remainder of spring training and keep you fully abreast of what's going on with Justin Verlander in Florida as he prepares for another championship level season with your Houston Astros. That is next. JP France. Strike three. JP France here. Sports Talk 790 is your home for Astros baseball. Stream every game on the free iHeartRadio app. Well, before we get to JV, 
should probably point out that the uh, Texans won't be blowing a bunch of money on Chris Jones. Not that we thought they would, but he will be franchise tagged by the Chiefs. They retained the right to franchise tag him by picking up an option in his deal that pays him better than $4 million in incentives earned. They could have declined to do that, not paid him those incentives, and also then not had the right to retain him via the franchise tag. But it certainly gives an indication that either they'll franchise tag him or they'll actually make headway on a deal that makes sense for both teams for a little bit longer term than that. Uh, Travis Kelsey, if you caught some of the uh, mic'd up stuff from the Super Bowl that aired earlier this week on Inside the NFL, basically called him the greatest to ever do it at his position. I'm sure there'd be some debate, but you also have to recognize how important Chris Jones has been on three teams that have won Super Bowls. He's been awesome. He was again. And if there was one overtime play that meant more than another from a play not made by Pat Mahomes or uh, someone on the offense for the Chiefs, it was him. The last play of the season for the San Francisco 49ers offense was destroyed and ruined by Chris Jones. That is almost assuredly an overtime opening touchdown drive. If Chris Jones doesn't, well, basically, I'm giving him all the credit for the Niners screwing up their blocking assignments. He was unblocked on third down inside the 10, third and four from the nine, unblocked. Runs straight at Brock Purdy, and Purdy, uh, in an attempt to keep their, I'm not really sure why he felt the need to do that, because big deal, get sacked. There's no clock that matters, and I'm pretty sure your kicker can still make one from another 10 yards back from the nine, but... He threw the ball away, overthrew Juwan Jennings kind of intentionally. Jennings was wide open. I think he probably hits him and he scores. Or Brandon Ayuk had become wide open, put Legereus Sneed on his backside with his initial move. Either one of those players almost assuredly catches a go-ahead touchdown pass if Chris Jones isn't there uh, making that play. And yes, that would take arguably the best defensive player off of the free agent market. Yeah, uh, by the way, what you said is obviously true about the the play to basically force a field goal. Um, Encourage a field goal. You could have still gone for it, fourth and four. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs have to go 50 yards to even kick the winning field goal. How many more questions is Shanahan asking if he does and they don't get it? But what if they do? We always forget that side of it. I know. But um, I just, is it possible? I know this sounds ridiculously crazy on the surface. Is it possible that they've quietly put together this historic run? Like, I know that Pat Mahomes is always in the running for MVP and he gets all the press and then, you know, I'm not even talking about the Taylor Swift stuff. Like, Kelsey and him as a tandem are right up there. But I just, I don't feel like we talk about them like we did the Patriots. Yeah, I'm in total disagreement on that. If you're calling it quiet, there's nothing quiet about it. That's what I mean. It's six not, straight years of championship right games in the conference. Yeah, you but know, three Super Bowl wins. I, I don't know how much louder can people can be year to year with Kelsey because I guess what I'm I keep trying is, to tell everybody, and I think they get it. There, nobody's been better. He's, he's literally number one. Mahomes isn't even number one yet among quarterbacks. Right. Kelsey is. This is the greatest postseason tight end the, the NFL has ever seen. It isn't even close. It isn't debatable. You can love Gronk all you want. He can be as productive as you want to pretend he was. Okay, great. He's second. And Andy Reid is one of the five best coaches certainly we've ever seen. But you're having to say that. Well, I mean, that's what you do when you talk about it. That That is exactly what you're saying. Like, I don't have to say it. I feel like everybody says it all the time. I don't feel like people look at them the same way they do the Patriots. Well, now, how about the Patriots when the Patriots did it longer. Well, how about when they were in year six of it? 
We're only in year six. The Patriots won yeah. their first three in Patriots in uh, Brady's first four years. Right. Ten years later, they just won their fourth. Yeah. But they were still together doing it, and so well, time will tell. But I just I don't feel like that lore is there with the Chiefs. They're also not done. I know. Like, I know. That's like probably literally the biggest not reason done. why. Like guys haven't retired. Right. We haven't pedestaled people because they're going out and doing it every year. But boy, is he on the right track to to obliterate all that stuff that Brady just did. I think that's the other part of it. We, we In my mind, at least, it's hard to contemplate that even being a possibility this soon after Brady just hung him up. Yeah, and the, the part of him just hanging him up, we did bring it up earlier in the week and Pat did too, even in some of the on-field post-game interviews because it's so fresh. He didn't win one of his Super Bowls because of Tom Brady. And then he didn't win another Super Bowl because of Tom Brady. <laughs> like, he's been beaten by Tom Brady. During and that's his, it. He's o- his only six years in the playoffs. Three years, nobody beat him. One year, Joe Burrow beat him. Twice, Tom Brady's team beat him once literally in the Super Bowl. The other time, obviously, was in the AFC playoffs in the championship game. Uh, That's incredible. So this debate can rage on and on and on. And then when Mahomes gets to seven, he'll probably even say it. But I'd have more and not only more, but more than him if it wasn't for him. Yeah, that's the irony. Because when he gets his seventh, if it was his or when he gets his sixth, it would have been his seventh if he had beaten Brady, and Brady would only have six. And I'd say that Brady would be on the call for one of those games, but I don't. I'm still not convinced he's going to do TV. Oh, he's doing TV. All right. I, well, mean, I hope he's good at it because he's, he's spent a lot of time doing. You know, when his company was bought out and he did a, a big media tour, uh, he was pretty clear, and I doubt he was lying about it. He said he spent a tremendous amount of time to not be bad, a tremendous amount of time following what other guys are doing, spending time with these guys, talking to them about their jobs. You know throwing credit at Greg Olson and other people about the job that they do and how he can only hope to provide the same thing. Well, that's good since he took his job. I mean, he did. Now, Olson does have some options in his deal to move elsewhere, and he's pretty clearly a a number one level um, commentator. I think he proved that by being in that spot and doing a great job. (laughs) It's been a whole one day after Charlie Weiss's stomach was turned upside down by his comments about Tony Romo. I mean, it's a lot of stomach to turn upside down. I know NFL teams do it and baseball teams do it and basketball teams do it. They just eat contracts they don't want anymore and just say, get out of here. Here's all your money. I don't think the CBS crew is going to do that with Romo, but who knows? I mean, they clearly know he's not as well-liked as they'd hoped. They know that Greg Olson is better, but they might still feel like there's some cachet and it's not the end of the world and why pay two guys when you already have one. How much sway do you think Jim uh, Nance has over that decision? An unbelievable amount. So if Jim Nance isn't happy and privately, let's say, goes to the suits, hey, I'd like a change, but I don't want it to be on me. (laughs) He's not asking out of the gig yet? That's the other thing you do have to consider. He could be begging them for a change or encouraging them to make a change. They would probably respond with, and you're doing this for how many more years? Just to be sure that he doesn't make them get rid of somebody and then he's gone shortly thereafter. And I I mean, just because at some point he probably, he either may limit some of the events that he does, which he's already done. He said goodbye to the Final Four Mm -hmm. here in Houston last year and it was awesome. 
I don't mean that he's gone. I just mean I was there on the court when he was yeah. kind of talking to everybody about this is it for me and, and that it's in Houston. Uh, he's a legend in the game. He's, again, kind of like we were talking about with Kelsey. I, I don't think it's there's much. To, I love Jim McKay. There's great Keith Jackson, Brent Musburger for a time, and whomever else you might want to suggest. I don't think there's anybody better. I don't think there's been anybody better. I didn't like Keith Jackson. I think that's maybe a hot take on my part, but eh, didn't do anything for me. So I think Jim Nance will be regarded as honestly the greatest. Al in- Michaels certainly is on that list too. Yeah, uh, but I guy think- who lost his fastball. I think that that's by like him. His game calling is actually still okay, but everything else that he brings to the table is lacking because it's just so. Yeah, it's not very good. Does Jim Nance walk into the boardroom and say, hello, friends, this guy's got to go? <laughs> Is that how the conversation works? They probably works? are his friends, so it would be apropos. I should hope so. They give him enough not, money. He might not have said anything, and I want to say he might not dislike him. But how can he not after the Super Bowl call? Well, you're attached to him. Pat Mahomes to Hardman. Jackpot. And then Tony Romo can't stop talking. It's... It's a thing. All right, we will get to Justin Verlander, as promised, when we come back here on the A-Team Sports Talk 7 night. But not before I tell you guys about Prime Wave Federal Credit Union and getting your hands on not only the best checking account in the city, but a checking account that works for you. Think about that concept, by the way. There's too many things that should be working for you that aren't, you know, like our government. But I'm not going to go on down that road. I'm going to talk about something that actually can and will work for you when you sign up at PrimeWayFCU.com. They are truly out to help their members. And one of those ways is with the new checking account features. And there are many of them. So uh, bear with me because you're going to want to hear this. Roadside assistance. I can get that anywhere, right? Okay. Can you get dark web monitoring or mobile phone protection? Is your checking account earning you up to 2% interest? Uh, Is it giving you shopping rewards or travel and leisure discounts? Is it giving you telehealth and more and more and more? Is uh, it waiving monthly charges because you're using your debit card to pay? These are things that the PrimeWay Federal Credit Union is just going to throw in for you signing up at their website with their user-friendly, easy online application located right there at PrimeWayFCU.com. Visit PrimeWayFCU.com today. Get started with that checking account at PrimeWayFCU.com. I'm sorry, but I gotta put an asterisk on any organization that... Wow! Keep the Astros name out your f***ing mouth! Hey, hey, sound what up? This is Jay Farrell. Back to the 18. On Sports Talk 790. Back at it here on the A-Team. And we mentioned uh, after we got to spring training and learned of the sitch with Justin Verlander, uh, it was probably worthy of some discussion each and every day all the way through spring training. And I know uh, there's Wednesday's bit steals, and I know there's signature segments here on the show. And got a lot of other fun stuff for you. And at least during the course of spring training, I think it warrants us having a little bit of uh, detailed, determined, daily discussion about the Astros' right-handed hurler and uh, what the latest is. So our our latest non-signature segment focused on Justin Verlander. Update how's his arm feels. We'll do this for you every day. 
Every day. Wait, wait, How wait. How does JV's arm feel today? First day of camp, what did we learn about JV's arm and shoulder, AC? There was hiccups involved, or a hiccup, there, singular. There, there was a hiccup involved, yes. and, and had we been fully prepared for what we were in store for, we would have known that on day one, the JV update would be about that hiccup. I've always been somebody who luckily could just pick up a ball and start throwing it, and this time wasn't quite as easy, so had to slow down a little bit, and... Um, I've always liked, I've always liked to give myself as much rest as possible, so my timeline is always a little tight. Um, I think the rest is important, um, but so with the tight timeline, having to slow things down a little bit put me a little bit behind. It's almost like we intentionally inserted a hiccup in his commentary there, so kudos to production on that side of things. And we made it all the way to day three. Day two involved what? It involved him throwing off the mound to a certain degree. And thus, Joe Espada delivers day three JV update. Encouraging just to see him just throw off the mound. Um, I think more importantly today, he walked in today this morning feeling good about that, about how he, how the feels, which is, that's, that's really important. He feels good after throwing and after he got to the facility today, the day after throwing. That's your JV update. That's how his arm feels today. And uh, we'll get some more updates over the weekend. And when we return on Monday at a random time yet to be determined during our 3 to 6 program on Monday, we will get yet another JV update on the A-team right now. Can I make a suggestion on the production side? Yeah, I'll make a, a suggestion. Uh, go ahead and resubmit the trouble ticket on the studio computer. And then when they say it works, say it doesn't. And then we'll see if it gets anywhere. Well, that's one production uh, suggestion. But I want to I suggest that we get Trey to sing that. No, thanks. Why? Uh, I just don't want him to. Well, I think we should put it to a vote on the show. I'll wait till Monday and then see how the vote goes. Who's producing on Monday? Trey? Dan? I believe so, yeah. You could just do this now, or we could wait until the vote is absolutely rigged. In your favor. Right. That's why I said it. Well, let's just get it done now. Wex. No. Nope. Wex what? No, I'm saying I vote Wex. Oh, my gosh. You're doing that just to be a contrarian, aren't you? No, I'm not. I thought that was tremendously done. It was... It was live, too. It, it was great cadence, yeah. People might have thought it was recorded, but it was no, It was tremendous. That's what will be the fun of it every day. It will never be recorded. Oh, that's mm. unfortunate. I like when it's recorded and you sing. I mean, if you'd like... If, you, if you'd like, we could request Trey be involved Monday and or Tuesday as he produces. I'll just offer him up the lyrics in advance and... Get him a singing coach so he knows the cadence You're of it. You're getting him a coach? It's me. And then we'll fire it off. <laughs> I was about to say, how are we paying for this? The budget does not call for that. So, yes, unfortunately, JV has provided us with that this spring training. Again, if he keeps throwing whatever program he's on and does not have the need to stop, then they're probably fine. Then when he said it corrected itself, he's probably correct. He didn't throw a lot. What would be called a live bullpen? If you saw the video that uh, Chris posted on our uh, social media channels today, including Sports Talk 790, IG, etc., uh, you can see Josh Hader off the mound today in a spectacular glove. Um, he was throwing it pretty hard. Not quite, I'm ready to enter a game hard, but 
the kind that I'm ready because my training program wasn't halted during the offseason ready. And JV wasn't quite there yet. You know, Ryan Presley was on the mound at the same time that Verlander was. And even then, I think you could see a little bit of, of an uptick from one versus the other just because, you know, Presley didn't have a reason to have been slowed down. And uh, so when he was able to get out there, even early in camp, they're more ready to go than, than you'd think. And uh, can ramp it up like that. Uh, they'll take it slow, and they'll try not to have anything obviously push them in the other direction. But when Ver- Verlander says, "I'm a couple weeks behind," well, it's visibly obvious with how he took that session. But all those things are good signs, considering he's behind. And it is fantastic, by the way. I just want to reemphasize to see Josh Hader in an Astros uniform. It's, I mean, you know, it's the first time you. You see him actually in gear is different than even the press conference announcing he's coming or any of that kind of stuff. But it becomes a reality and you realize. Well, press conference hater doesn't even look like baseball hater. Well, no, because nobody looks like he man buns it with no hat and and a suit suit on with the jersey over it, which never looks good to me. Well, again, if he were pitching like we we know what uh, relievers are closers specifically, basically everybody but Ryan Presley. Oh, it's mean. They're supposed to have some ridiculous, imposing, intimidating look or style or whatever, you know, whether they pound their glove, whether they um, win or uh, crane it like Craig Kimbrell or their man mountain like Felix Batista mm-hmm. and or they come in with some ridiculously over the top Metallica music as a closer because Mar- Mariano, Mariano Rivero yeah. is not imposing physically no but nor that is his voice and then so Ryan Presley uh, adopting along with the Astros game ops the Johnny Cash entry right well now he does fit so I shouldn't say everyone but Ryan Presley because yeah, that is kind of intimidating when the whole arena of excellence and in this case the stadium it's a fight arena, and he is now the main event, and he's coming out there. So if Josh Hader tries to close his first game uh, in Minute Maid Park opening weekend against the Yankees, and he's man-bunded, which I don't think he's ever done for a baseball game. No, the locks, the locks have, have to flow. To, absolutely. That's but part of his Since he's taking persona. suggestions, it's like rock has to be... The category. Not necessarily. No, it has to be metal. Renegade, Jay-Z, DJ Khaled. Previous walk-up artists he's used. I gave him a suggestion. What is it? Fat Pat, Top Drop. It's very Houston-centric. Yes. Um, I don't know if it gets... I mean, it'll get the it'll get the fans fired up from the standpoint of they recognize the song and all that. But, like, again, you mentioned it. Billy Wagner in, in New York, Mariano Rivera comes in to enter Sandman. Um, that's Hell's Bells, Tre- uh, Trevor Hoffman. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Set the tone. I don't want it to be happy and light and go lucky. I want it to be, I'm about to die because I'm playing the Astros right now. Well, if it's a, a finale, like the Sunday game of the Yankees series, and he's getting his first opportunity to close, and they've opened 0-3 because they can't win a Minute Maid Park again, you should probably just go with on the road again. Ugh, you guys are awful at this. I've even got a Metallica suggestion if you want to stay uh, the, with Metallica. The amazing part is we have the ability to actually hear these songs while we make these suggestions. Well, we can do we'll, that. Yeah, I think I, we might do that before the end of the show. But what we're definitely going to do before the end of the show is catch up with Chris Gordy out at spring training. That is straight ahead to start the 4 o'clock hour on the 18. Oh! 
Two lifelong Houston sports guys named Adam talking your teams. Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A team. A team. Get right to it and get right out to spring training in West Palm Beach, Florida with the Astros, your exclusive home for Astros baseball. Spring training games begin right here on 790 on Saturday of next week. Day three of spring training, a couple days before the position players are on a mandatory basis required at camp, but many of them already there, several of whom Chris Gordy has already spoken to. Day three vibe, Chris, was what at camp today? God, guys, after three days of this, I'm burnt out. I told Brian McTaggart, you got like 30 more days of this? This is crazy. I don't know how, I don't know how these guys do this uh, day in and day out, but it was fun, you know, was, um, you know getting to, Talk to all the different guys and all the different storylines we've had over the couple last couple of days. Obviously, Verlander uh, being first and foremost, but getting to see Hater throw today was big. And man, he he garnered a crowd. I mean, I, I walked up because McTaggart and I, you know, he said, oh, "Okay, Hater's about to throw." So we walked up and we're watching him, you know, kind of warm up and get ready to start throwing. And I looked to my right and literally touching my elbow was Framber Valdez and Christian Javier. They were standing right next to me. I look to the right of them. There's Brian Abreu. I turn around. There's, you know, Joe Espada and Justin Berlander sitting on the golf cart, literally pulled up right behind me. So uh, Josh Hader garnered a crowd. People, uh, you know, he was the biggest free agent off, uh, signing of the offseason outside of that Otani dude. But, um, you know, he, he garnered a crowd. Everybody wanted to come watch Josh Hader throw, and he brings heat. And for a guy who is really skinny, when you see him in person, like he's, he really doesn't weigh that much. But, the heat that he brings and probably one of the highest leg kicks that, that you'll see uh, almost Nolan Ryan-esque as far as his knee gets up to his chin. Um, Hater was kind of the story of the day so far. And the mitt that was popping on the other end of those throws was Yiner's, was it not? Yeah, Yiner Diaz catching him. I know, uh, you know yesterday Victor Caratini caught uh, Justin Verlander when he was throwing. And, you know, it was funny. I caught a picture of at the end of the at the end of the practice, basically it was Diaz and Caratini sitting on the golf cart, just kind of catching their breath. And I mean, both those guys are, are being worked a ton. I mean, they, you know, the catchers are the first guys in the building. They hit the practice field first before anybody. You know, they start doing kind of some infield work, throwing guys out at first, throwing guys out at second, that kind of stuff. Uh, they do a lot of stretching and all that before anybody even hits the field. And then on top of that, they got to go catch bullpens for you know, an hour or two. So both those guys worked a ton and, you know, asking Joe Espada this morning, he said, that's going to be the goal over these next couple of weeks is they want as many pitchers as possible to get to work with both Diaz and Caratini. And we saw it yesterday when, when Verlander got done throwing immediately, he goes to Caratini and they have a little, you know, four or five minute chat about here's what I like. Here's, you know, when I, when the, you set up here, you know, I like the, the glove set up over here when I throw this pitch and then we saw the same thing today with Hay- with uh, Hater. He called Yanir Diaz over, and they kind of had a little chat about you know what he likes, what he doesn't like, that sort of thing. So you know, it's an underrated storyline of this of spring training. But not having Maldi here, yes, we get an upgrade at the plate, absolutely with with both Diaz and, and Caratini. But a lot to be worked out with the chemistry with these pitchers. Yeah, but how did the framing look, Gordy? Oh, it's phenomenal! I, I had him at ninety five percent. So. <laughs> Um, no, I'm kidding, but I mean, that, that is a big part of it. I mean, that was, that was something Maldonado did, did great. And, 
We know historically he's been a really good defensive guy. I know in this last year it kind of started deteriorating a little bit, but you know the numbers on Diaz. It's funny. I remember talking to somebody a while back, and they said the one gripe on Diaz. Oh, I don't know about his arm. And yet, when you look at the advanced numbers last year, Diaz was really good behind home plate, throwing guys out. The, the percentage rate on that was was really high. So, um, you know, the hope is that he continues to mature and progress into a really good uh, defensive catcher. Look, he doesn't have to be top ten. He doesn't have to be one of the best because obviously. You give that up if if you could be really really good, you know, at the plate. If he can hit close to, I don't know, two eighty, two ninety, something like that, that'd be phenomenal. Um, but you know, you got to give some where you take some. And obviously, with Maldonado, he was such a liability at the plate for the last couple of years. Uh, get an upgrade there, but you might lose a little something defensively. Well, he definitely has his work cut out for him to uh, match Maldi. Maldi is the two-time reigning American League champion in pass balls each of the last two years. He was number one in the American <laughs> League, so Yiner has that to shoot for. I don't know if Maldi's going to get enough work with his new team uh, to win it for a third consecutive year, which I do believe um, would set the all-time mark of... Uh, leading the league in pass balls three consecutive years. I don't believe that's ever been done before. So we'll see if Maldi can get that accomplished with a, with a new team. But to be serious, Chas McCormick, another early arriver to spring training. I thought his reasoning was awesome. Uh, he said it was because all the work he's been getting done is inside because he's been in Philly in the weather, and he just wanted to get outside. But he also acknowledged a number of different things that may be obvious to some on the outside, but... This is a another fairly important year for him. It is, and and I brought up to to him that you know we talked to Jake Myers yesterday that you know they they lose Michael Brantley, but the fact you know this team could have added a free agent, right? They could have went out and got another outfielder just to add to the mix. But the fact that they didn't, I think, says a lot about the confidence that they have in in Jazz and Jake. And and Jazz said as much. He thinks that you know, they, they believe in them. And, and he said, it's a, it's a great vote of confidence and it gives them confidence in, them, in themselves to go out there and do what they need to do. And, um, you know, Chaz kind of talked to me a, a little bit about, you know, improving at, at the plate offensively last year. And even after we finished, uh, you know, the, the interview you guys saw on Twitter, he had a little bit of conversation off the record with me and, and Matt Kahar about um, just little things that he made mechanically, changes he made mechanically to his stance at the plate and uh, things that kind of worked out for him. And he said, you know, look, I understood I was having a really good couple of weeks and a really good month. He goes, but that's not, that's not my goal. He goes, I want to I sustain. I want to have a really good season. I want to I hit that well all year long. And so he was just kind of giving us a little tidbits of, of what he's done with his swing to kind of work on that and said that, you know, pitches were maybe starting to kind of figure him out and, you know, pitches they didn't that, that you know that he would swing and miss on and things like that. So, anyway, it's just good to hear that Chaz Chaz gets it. I mean, he understands this is it's not for long. You know, it's not just because you're named just just because you made a great defensive catch two years ago in a World Series doesn't buy you four or five years of playing time. You got to keep going out there and earning it. So, it's good to hear he's going through all those things and good to have him here early in, in camp, especially having gotten married. He said they're they're putting off the honeymoon and all that. It, it's about getting back to work and. Uh, getting it done on the field. So uh, there's not a whole lot of, you know, regular position guys here too early. Um, Mauricio Dubon got here today, but the fact that Chaz and Jake Myers were here on day one, I think says a lot about those guys.
Uh, you, as I understand it, we have you to thank for the Forrest Whitley sound that we have because he was trying to duck out. Is he not the most, like, if he's not the most fascinating character of this spring training, because there's a lot to choose from and there's a lot going on with the team who's a contender, but I do think that, like, we I feel like we have the same conversations about this guy every spring, but maybe this time around it could actually be different for all parties involved. Yeah, well, this is it. I mean, there there is no more after this. If he doesn't get it done this year, he'll be he'll be trying to catch on with another team next year. So, um, no, it's been it's been definitely one of those names that's been the great white whale. You know that that every fan is oh, what, what about Forrest Whitley? Will he get up this year? Uh, he was really close last year, and he, and he said it to me. You know how frustrated he was with, you know, it, it it was it was basically on the verge of happening last year, and then he gets hurt again, and so it it, it had to be. Totally crushing for him, but you know, he did say he's in a much better spot than he was five, six, seven years ago. He said he's much more mature now. Uh, he's married. He's got all these, you know, life um, traits, if you will, that that he's in a much better spot and he understands it. And you know, the Astros have said, "Why don't we try to groom you as a reliever now, as opposed to a starter?" And so, you know, it might be a little bit easier with less toll on his body to to try to come up as a reliever and. Uh, that's what they're gonna. That's what they're gonna do this year. He said he still does envision himself as a starter at the big league level, but he's willing to do this if that's what it takes to get him up to the big league level. So, um, yeah, look, he, he looks a little bit leaner, a little bit, you know, a little bit more muscle on him. So we'll see if that if that helps. I watched him throw a Sean Dubin yesterday, and still looks like the same Forrest Whitley. I mean, he's got great stuff, and you know, he was somebody even reminded me he pitched in that game. You know, they do those last two games right, you know, spring training right before the start of the season at Minute Maid. And he pitched in one of those games and looked really good. Um, so I'm excited to see him. I mean, I know that all the pressure in the world is on him, you know, internally because he wants to make it. He wants to get here and prove that he deserves a spot at the big league level. But if I was setting odds, I would say yes. At some point this year, we see Forrest Whitley in an Astros uniform. It'll be out of the bullpen. It will not be as a starter, but. I think we see him at some point this season. The uh, options are, are unlimited, it seems like, right now for who will be pitching uh, between the starters and the three guys at the back end of the bullpen. Uh, last thought uh, for a guy who's now out of options, and thus I'm sure he hopes to make the roster out of camp, is is Brandon Belak, And he's been in this spot for like four years emergency guy, need a guy for three days, need a guy when we know we're sending him back down no matter what he does in this game. And he's like, yep, that's what I've been, and uh, hope that uh, things work out again, right? Yeah, that's the toughest part with Belak is, you know, he's kind of out of options now. So, you know, how do they use him? Um, he, You know, we I joked with him earlier this morning. I said, you're kind of like that, you know, in, in case of emergency break glass kind of guy. Like, it, when they need a guy to come up to get some starts, Belak's been that guy. And, look, he hasn't been lights out, but he's, he's pitched well enough to keep them in games, and – you know, let's be real. When we start getting closer to, to opening day, if they don't have Verlander and they don't have JP France, Brandon Belak is going to be part of this rotation. He's going to get, he's going to get a couple starts, maybe even run out Blanco as well. But um, Belak's been good, man, and 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 he certainly embraced the role and he wants to make this club. So um, we'll, let's see how he does this spring. But yeah, I mean, he's 28 years old. He's starting to get up there in age, and um, you know, again, can can fill a big role for this team, but. Ultimately, he's he's kind of out of that opportunity of send him up, send him down, bring him up, send him down, bring it up. He can't you can't really do that anymore with him. So uh, we'll be curious to see what happens here with him. But 
certainly guys trying to embrace the opportunity. And again, I think, like I said, has answered the call. I mean, he, he got them some big starts this past year. You know, people forget about it, but with all the injuries they faced, uh, he ate, ate up some innings for you, and that's that's what you need. I mean, I, I even go back to 2017. We forget about it, but you know, Mike Fires ate up some innings for that team that year. Wait, who? Really get? Well, yeah, we we won't mention his name, but you get what I'm saying. Like in a, in a game of a season of. Should I just hang up on him right now? Yeah. What what is he doing on our show? <laughs> you you need guys who can eat up innings, and you know, I talked with Luis Luis Garcia today. He actually did some uh, some PFP today. Um, pitchers fielding. Um, whatever position. practice, uh, yeah, whatever it is. Pitchers but, uh, fielding practice. You know, sure. Anyway, Luis Garcia, he he did a little bit of that. Now it's underhand, right? He's just throwing underhand to first. But good to see Luis Garcia back out there doing something. And Lance McCullers been doing a little bit of uh, catch, and you know, talking to him about hosting the uh, Houston Sports Awards a couple weeks ago, and, and talk about that with us. So just good to see those guys. But you know, in the back of your mind, you know, at best they're back mid-season. So. If anything happens in the meantime with Verlander, with France, with, you know, whoever, Fromber, Javier, Urquidy, you're going to have to turn to those guys like Black and Blanco to eat up some innings for you. So we'll see who ends up being that guy. Good stuff all week long from Astros spring training from Chris Gordy right up until the point he brought up that guy's name on our show. And so, um, yeah, I I just I don't even know what to say, Gordy. I'm I'm very disappointed in the very end of this uh, segment with you. Well, just know this, uh, Spencer Aragetti is uh, really awesome to talk to, and I think he's going to see himself in an Astros uniform at some point this season because that dude's got great stuff. He's got a good head on his shoulders, and he's got a great Italian name, and I think he could be the next Tommy DeVito. Okay, the next Tommy DeVito of the Houston Astros. Well, we appreciate everything, and obviously we appreciate who made it possible. Yeah, all of our friends at uh, Carbach Brewing and the Crawford Bach, of course, covered all of our spring training coverage here at uh, uh, all this week in week one. And, hey, uh, Dan Matthews and Ross Muriel will be here next week starting on Monday. They'll have the Matt Thomas show, and they'll be bringing you some great interviews and more coverage right here in your home for Astros Baseball Sports Talk 790. Looking forward to it, and uh, safe travels back here to the H. I know you're getting on a plane in the morning, so we will see you when you get back, Gordy. Yeah, man, I'm sunburned. I'm I'm burnt out being in the sun three straight days. I need some relief. Well, it's nice and rainy and overcast back here in Houston, so it's uh, just what the doctor ordered. All right, uh, Chris Gordy here on Sports Talk 790, live from Astros Spring Training. Good stuff right there. I am in full-blown panic mode over something that C.J. Stroud has done this offseason. The Texans 2024 campaign is officially in jeopardy. I'll explain when we come back. The A-Team continues on your Apple TV. Listen to Sports Talk 790 on any device with our free iHeartRadio app. A couple Thursdays ago, C.J. Stroud was runner-up at the Pro Bowl games in the precision passing event. A couple Sundays ago, C.J. Stroud was almost the MVP of the flag football game at the Pro Bowl games. Misfired on a fourth down pass into the end zone. Can't believe it. His team came up just shy of victory. Yesterday, C.J. Stroud was hitting home runs in a celebrity softball game. 
Travis Scott's uh, weekend as part of the HBCU weekend at Minute Maid Park. The games themselves got underway early this morning, and we'll run through the weekend. But he was out there with many other celebrities, and in-game, not just in warm-ups, but in-game, he homered. Made his way around the bases and enjoyed himself. And coming up this weekend in Indianapolis, he is expected to participate and play in the celebrity basketball game at All-Star Weekend in the NBA. I don't know if any of these are the answers to why Adam Clanton is hitting the panic button. Nope, none of them are why. Nope, none of of that stuff matters. But I actually did know the reason why. Thus, the setup. Listen. What what was... Can I take you back to in-season on October 21st? Sure. On October 21st, it was the bye week in uh-huh. between games for the Texans. So yeah. C.J. Stroud was enjoying looking back at the first six starts of his NFL career, uh, including a win in his most recent game of New Orleans. Also on October 21st, um, Amber Rose turned 40. What's your story about your panic, uh, if those are related in any way? Get that skank away from my franchise quarterback. I'm not filtering this. I'm not joking around. You should Listen, be. this is why we can't have nice things here in Houston. Oh, no. Because that skank Stop. gets around our star athletes, and it never, ever goes well for them. She was already with James Harden. I don't need to remind you all how that went down. Unrelated. It's not unrelated. Like, you're, you're, you're giving Harden this unnecessary excuse. Like, it's Chloe's fault. Like, it's Amber's fault. It's James' fault. It has nothing to do with the other stuff. It's him. It's not he liked this person or they took him down this path. It's him. The flesh is weak, Wex. And I don't need well, apparently our it has been for many, many others quarterback before. being corrupted by that demon antichrist. I don't need it. Wait a minute. So she's she's been, uh, we'll just say linked, as for the safest word. How very diplomatic of a term of from you. She's been linked to Kanye West. She's a stop, skank. Stop. Easy. Let's get through this. It's so like a freaking turnstile on her door. Well said. So she's been with Kanye West. Yeah. And he's been... I mean, I don't know how you grade what you want to grade, but fairly, let's just call him There's fairly There's only three minutes left in this segment. We don't have that much time to go through her roster. Uh, married to Wiz Khalifa. Uh-huh. Also fairly successful, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, just trying to go low end. Yeah. Fairly successful, yes? Low end is key. I mean, that's accurate, isn't it? Sure. I mean, it's true. Listen, this kid doesn't need this crap in his life. 21 Savage, also linked to Amber. Go Successful, yes. You know what? I would say yes. Go get with Deshaun Watson. I I would say so. That's your type, okay? We don't need CJ CJ being corrupted. We don't need CJ being courted. We don't need CJ. We don't need CJ giving rides. I don't know what was going on. All I know is that I saw CJ Stroud walking out with cameras on him getting into a vehicle with that skank. And I don't need it. Nobody here in Houston wants it. And go ahead and look at the comments because they're all on my side. They're all panicking just like me. Of course they are. And they should be. Of course they are. I just am the only one that has a microphone in front of them to say what everyone else is thinking. Get that skank away from (laughs) CJ Stroud. 
Yes, yeah, celebrity game last night over at the ballpark. Pete and Amber. Park. They left at the same time. You're trash. He put uh, his uh, baseball equipment in the trunk, and she opened the passenger door, and that's when the video stops. And off, I assume. So many jokes in my head went. right now. I cannot even. Mm. So C.J. Stroud goes to the NFL Honors with his family, who's been with him here in Houston throughout the year and was with him all through his life and everything else that he's done. And everything's great, like literally just a couple of days ago. Right. Just a couple of days ago. And you see 29 seconds of a post-game celebrity softball game and you can't believe that our future he could have enjoying the, the Texans is over. By the way, I'd be reacting the same way if it were Taylor Swift. So... You know, it doesn't. I have a standard for him. But Travis Kelsey just won the Super Bowl. Great. That's Is it because of her. Six, no, uh, it has nothing to do with her. It has everything it, to do with her. The exact way, just the ha- opposite. No, that's incorrect. Of James Harden. It doesn't. Travis it does, Kelsey it has everything to do with her. Just ask anybody who's bet on Taylor the game Swift, lately. Stay everybody successful. that tells you, oh look, it's fine. James Harden, total weirdo malcontent. Long before. Any of those things became a part of his life. Had nothing at all to do with it. His issues, his problems, his uh, uh, inevitable unhappiness is internal. Talk your way not through external. it, Lex. Everybody else agrees with me. No, I'm not comparing him to James. I think, actually, I truly do believe that's nuts. Why? Because Same chick. So what? So like, like I don't there's a hundred thousand of them, and why can't there's two hundred? There's and why millions can't one of them, them have been in the one that was caught on camera and not her? <laughs> it could honestly, it probably could have, literally, could have been almost anyone walking out of there that was famous, and the reaction would be the same. I don't know, man. She's in her own category. That was famous. That might have obviously been there last night. Like he's gonna, he's going to date famous women. Yeah, it's a given. Presumably, just yes. not that one. What? I don't think that's too much to ask, Wex. All right. I will happily side with the super quiet, tiny minority on this one. No kidding. (laughs) He is going to... My thoughts on C.J. Stroud, the NFL quarterback, of course, did not change after last night's performance. Performance? In the game. Oh. Afterwards. Oh. In the video when he walked to his car with someone who was also at the game. Which one? The only one we've all seen. No, I'm saying which performance, the game or the walk? Both. Two very different things. I saw like videos. People I thought were actually truly upset that he was putting his body at risk by playing in every exhibition oh, I event. I was. This, 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 that just shows how much I care about him. That's all. That's, that's a lot of love. I'm doing you. it for his own good. I don't even care if he gets mad hearing this. He can my You know what? I should tag him in a clip of that video and be like, "Don't do it, man." And I might get blocked. Worth it. Don't care. Your career His in career the city loves fine. you too much. You don't know that. You're right. You don't, I know, don't that. know that. That's my opinion. His career is not on the road to derailment. Well, my now, everyone else's opinion is different after seeing that video. Everyone else on Absolutely the awesome social horrifying. media platform of Twitter. That's where a lot of things everyone happen. Everyone else. A lot of things happen. It's absolutely incredible that, that she can manage to do this again. It's really like... That's what she does. She goes like that's right. what actually, that's what adults do. Actually, There's you're with someone. Thirty one other quarterbacks not, in and the then NFL with somebody else. Go hook up with them, you skank. Stay away from CJ. I mean it. I mean I'm they're... dead serious right now. Stay the hell away from CJ Stroud.
We're going to give away Hank Williams Jr. tickets next. There will not be an Amber Rose-related trivia question. Thank God. But there will be one. Malperin Shingoon. Hey, Salpy. Turns left. Spins right. Stay clutch with the iHeartRadio. The sweet move. Sports Talk 7-9. Home of Rockets Basketball. I'm still shooketh. Uh, well, then, which of these two would you like to run with next that has absolutely positively nothing to do with it? Or would you want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo to keep it to quarterbacks in the NFL with questionable dating habits? Is that what you would like to move to, move on to? <laughs> Look what happened to Jimmy after Mia. Uh, His career was Mia? went directly into the tank. It wasn't Mia, was it? Yeah. No. Different Khalifa. No, no, it was not, was it? I don't mm-hmm. think so. That was in the video. No, there was a video with Deshaun Watson with Mia K. They both were involved with her at one point. I think, well, then Jimmy's had more than one, I think, Link. Because I'm pretty sure it was somebody else. Let's see. You, you got to look that up, and I'll give Jimmy you the news of Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo today. Garoppolo, porn star. Oops, can't do that on the company Wi-Fi. Just fire up your own hotspot. Okay, so Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be told, we don't need you to play poorly for us anymore. Someone else can have you by the Raiders. And they told him that basically during the season, though obviously they didn't let him go during the season. I signed him to a massive deal, multi-year. Agents announced it as $67 million, $76 million, all sorts. Well, what's the guaranteed money? And that's what he'll end up getting. He lasted a year there, and that's it. And it's not that it's that surprising. What surprises me still to this day is how many people wanted the Texans to do that last year. I think they should sign Jimmy Garoppolo. And I'm sure it makes sense because of the offense they're going to run. Please. And you heard it loudly and clearly from yours truly. Jimmy Garoppolo is bad at quarterbacking in the NFL. He led a team to the Super Bowl. What are you so talking about? So bad that he led a team to the Super Bowl, and they're like, whatever we can do to not play him, let's trade a bunch of draft assets to get up in the draft to draft Trey Lance. That's how badly we don't want to play him. We don't want to play him so badly, we're going to use Mr. Irrelevant draft pick and draft another quarterback because we just don't want him out there for us anymore because otherwise we'd have already won a Super Bowl that he did not play well enough in for us to win. So he will be back looking for work, and I'm sure he'll find it again. But this is the kind of deal, like these teams, you've got all this cap space. It doesn't, you can spend a million dollars on a veteran quarterback who stinks. Why are you spending $30 million on a quarterback who stinks? 33 plus guaranteed dollars go into Jimmy Garoppolo's pocket for his work last year. Oh, and... He was also suspended for two games for using a non-approved substance, even though it was prescribed. Uh, and he will now miss the next two games for whomever he signs with in the future. So what do you think it was? Oh, I think it was something that is a, a real treatment drug for, I'm not sure what it was for. I'd have to look again, but it just was, It's a. it includes a banned substance that, they should have realized it's something he shouldn't be prescribed to take. Uh, it could be. Uh, I think that's considered a, it is, a, a there's performance something in there. I actually think we would probably have seen that attached to the article if that was the specific drug that it was. But from a performance enhancing standpoint, even this was Andy Pettit style performance enhancing, like, well, I'm just taking this to get back on the field kind of deal. Not your typical overtraining type of substance, gonotropin or something like that. Uh, yeah, it was probably more along those lines. 
But again, I, I don't think a, a team that matters will want Jimmy Garoppolo throwing passes for them ever again. How old is he now? Uh, I believe he's only 30. Uh, congrats to Daniel and, and uh, Umble, by the way. Do you know the answers, or did you look and cheat? I already looked and cheated. So between Kenny Rogers and Keith Whitley meant Hank Williams Jr. was 50th. Uh, Hank Williams Sr. was between Merle Haggard and Johnny Cash. If that's any indication of how high on the list Hank Williams ranked, he was number two with Merle number one and Johnny number three. It's pretty it's lofty company. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. Jimmy G is 32. Okay. Um, Did you get uh, an answer for us here? Oh, yes. So um, I found two women that he's been, you know, like publicly has been linked to because everybody else is, I guess, just not. And you were right. It was, and I don't even know who this woman. Yeah, whatever name you say, I'll say in advance. I definitely don't know who she is either. Go ahead. Kiara Mia is the porn star, but then... Alexandra King, I don't think is an adult film actress. I think she's just a a public figure, maybe? That sounds more like it. So I was right. I said Mia. <laughs> that was her last name. <laughs> yeah. I didn't specify that it wasn't her first name, but you're right. Deshaun Watson was the one in the video with Mia, which They is, were playing uh, indoor Nerf basketball. Well, I, that's a that's a different game than what he's usually associated with. What's that game called? Illegal activity. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna go play some S- illegal activity. activity. Yeah, I just uh, I, I'm I can't. I'm sorry. I know you think this is hilarious. I don't. I I actually do get it completely, and like and I, I don't think people shouldn't have that point of view. I just is, don't have it. Like he's literally name one other thing that you could even remotely point to where you're like, well, he didn't do the exact right thing in that situation. Say the right thing. Do the right thing. And I'm talking on and off the field. I mean, this guy, like, barely even threw any interceptions as a rookie. Like, it's not a matter of, oh, he's too good to be true. He, he did, had to have some flaw. He did, he did fumble quite a bit. Well, I'll take that. Well, I think that's what you think he's currently doing. No, not yet. And, and again, if she's involved, it's not necessarily a fumble on his part as it is she's just bringing the blitz I mean, to his life. Yeah, I, like I said, I... I Again, maybe feel differently than most, but I don't doesn't bother me at all. This guy, he's going to live his life. I think he understands what he needs to do and what he doesn't need to do. But maybe I'm naive, but I, also, I, don't, brought, I just don't think it's the end of the world. The, I, like, and that's literally what you're saying, the end of his Texans world. Imagine he brought the equivalent of a Brittany Mahomes into his NFL career. Every one of you and you would take that over this crap. So... Brittany Mahomes, the absolute total death to your career that she is, no, that's not what I'm saying. has been with him since high school, and yeah. all he's done is win three Super Bowls not, in six years. That's my point. So why are you comparing her to Brittany Mahomes? I just said we would all take that scenario over uh, her. I stopped listening once I you brought I know you did. Name. You need to do it more. You need to listen more or let me finish my sentences, and maybe you would hear my point. That's, this is serious I, I do, business. I do like that. Brittany Mahomes brought into the conversation with Amber. We would take that. Yeah, no kidding. Because she's not doing anything to him, as is normally the case. Not with Amber. No, but run through, like, are these uh, careers? Like, Deshaun actually is with somebody and has been throughout this entire time. It's actually impressive. It's not, that's not what's bringing him down if he's brought down, which his career certainly has been awful. Is she an Instagram model or is she a model model? Uh, She's been both. What's her name? Jilly? 
Yes. Jilly, what, how do you say her last name? Something not going to work here anymore. <laughs> not going to not going to be in Houston anymore. I believe it's Nas. Okay. Like, is she an actual model or is she just Instagram famous? She's definitely Instagram famous, but she's right. done other things because of that fame. Like, if you're her and you, I mean, they're standing by your man. And then there's like, this is kind of ridiculous. Does she at least have, I mean, how how do you think those conversations have gone since, I don't know. Don't believe everything you hear? Well, that's, that would be what I would say if I were in his position. But come on, man. 26? 7? 8? 32? She's like, really? <sighs> anyway, Amber, wow. I did not... Didn't have that on my uh, Friday bingo card. Now I'm more depressed than I was in the first segment of the show. Mm. All right. When we come back, um, Tyron Lou is lighter in the wallet, and you'll never believe why. This never happens in the NBA, ever. Like, not even like last week. We'll explain when we come back. The A-Team continues. On your game console, listen to Sports Talk 790 on any device with our free iHeartRadio app. I'm not doing that for effect, by the way, the last couple of segments. Like, this is not a bit. This isn't like a rate. I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not capable of doing that. And Lex knows that better than anyone. I, I kind of, I don't know if you guys noticed this. I kind of wear my emotions on my sleeve every now and again. Like, it, I, <laughs> Somebody, uh, Lauren tweeted, the only people that aren't freaking out about this are people that are out of touch or fans of other NFL teams. So I'm not a fan of any other other teams. Right. Thus. You're out of touch. I'm, or naive, which I admitted that. But you're that's not. Fine. You know, deep down, you know I'm right. I just, like, there's. Dan, he's got you? so much like on the the other right. side, of it. so can you? Why, why even can't put you that trust into the him? That's like all right. Let me let me give you an analogy. That'd be like uh, you've got a. Give me your favorite sports car ever. Just name one. Just any car, huh? You've got a Ferrari. Yes. Okay. The uh, I'll take uh, what's his name's Ferrari. Axel's Ferrari. Sure. Beverly Hills Cop. There you go. Can we get the the music playing? <laughs> um, and you take that out, and you you know you're driving it around town. You've got everybody looking at you. It's all good. And then you decide to put in the cup holder <laughs> an open container of I don't know. Let's just let's do let's put an icy in there. Okay, let's make it real. Like why not sticky. something with a very poorly capped lid from Starbucks? No, no, no. That's the whole point. Okay, there, there's nothing. There is no cap. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> There's no cap on the icy. There's no cap on the coffee. And oh, by the way, you just pulled onto the roughest road in Houston. Nice. So what's so going to happen? I'm going to ruin it. You're going to probably blow out both front tires because they're performance very okay. thin Pirellis. So I'm going to blow out the tires on the bad road. I'm going to ruin the You're interior. You're probably going to bend the wheel. All that stuff. And then what am I going to do? I'm going to buy a new one or take it to the shop. And you can't everything buy a new will one. be fine. Nope. You only get one. <laughs> Because it's, it's your not, life. It's not the end of it's it. It's your life. It's just, you, maybe you've made a mistake. That would be a mistake. Amber Rose is a sticky, icy, all over the interior of your life. That is a good analogy. I know. In a Ferrari. You are a Ferrari. You're a pristine Italian vehicle. That's what C.J. Stroud is. Well, he literally had a vehicle of that caliber that they were getting into. Unfortunately, only one of them getting into it may, would have been fortunate. Maybe. How's this? Tell me if you if this is totally believable. 
uh, right before they got out of Minute Maid Park, they were all hanging out and talking. And he, he, he and everybody else were talking, where are we headed next? You want to go do this? You want to go do that? Maybe we'll go here. Obviously, CJ actually has something to do and mm-hmm. somewhere to go as he's taking part in All-Star Game festivities this weekend. So I don't know even how much time he had. But he learned that Amber was one of the many celebrities that upon arrival, she just didn't have, uh, she didn't get there in time. Mm-hmm. And she had to park off-site. Right. You know, maybe lot B instead of the Diamond Club lot. Sure. He was just giving her a ride to her car. Let me know when you think I actually believe that crap. He was taking her to a more advisable spot for her driver to pick her up from. I would actually say... She was in a downtown hotel and he was dropping her off. <sighs> they That's were just, hungry oh. and meeting a lot of other people to get some food. And then he was going his own separate way. Any of that? No. None of the above. By the way, have you ever heard the... Uh, she was only getting something out of his car, and then she was going with somebody else. Well, she was getting something out of the situation, that's for sure. Uh, she only looked like she was getting in the car, then checked to see that the person taking the video was done, and she had played it all up, and then she went somewhere else and never actually went anywhere with him. I have never wanted to give him a WWJD bracelet more. I mean, his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, is the first mention in every public setting. What would he do in this setting? It probably wouldn't include getting into an SUV with that skank. <laughs> and if you don't like that I'm calling her a skank, I, I, I don't, tell I'm her to stop being a skank. I'm saying anything to prevent it from happening again. By the way, but I'm, you, that's the wrong tactic. Have you, no, it, it's always the wrong tactic with me. Have you ever heard the Family Guy version of Axel F? I, I'd love to. It's already funny. <laughs> I've heard it. I forgot. <laughs> Crank it up, Dan. <laughs> I'm so 12. That's awesome, man. I'm so 12. Uh, I, if I were in a room with, uh, oh, geez, what's the guy's name that does all the voices and creative? Michael Seth, Winslow? Seth MacFarlane. Oh, okay. The, their voices. Ch- they, Sorry. Like, I, I think I would double over. He's just so good. You ever seen him in a public setting where he does all the voices? Uh, nope. So you're watching him, but you're hearing the characters. It's incredible. The Peter Griffins, obviously. But, but he does Stewie, too. Fantastic. Stewie sometimes uh, ends our show. He plays us out. As he, as he should. Him or Sting. Either one. Yeah. All right. You want to get an SUV that Amber Rose will not get into? You can do that at Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland. And you can go to Classic Elite Chevy Highway 6 as well. Both will be open this weekend on different days. And look, they're even open for business if she wants to come through. But I'll tell you what, if you want to uh, get yourself into a vehicle and be happy about not only the selection, but the price and the security that comes with a lifetime engine guarantee, lifetime of car washes, and two years of free maintenance. You want to go with Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland, or you want to go with Classic Elite Chevy Highway 6. That Sugarland location just keeps on racking up the awards. GM Dealer of the Year, 13 consecutive years, Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland, and the Highway 6 location is open for your convenience every single Sunday. They're also giving you $4.99 down, $4.99 a month on leases of their 2024 Chevrolet Silverado 1500 Custom. And that, by the way, comes with 1.9% interest rates. 
It's not the only deal you're going to get, but that's just one example of what Jeff and Tiffany Sebastian have waiting for you, along with the best customer satisfaction you have ever seen. The red carpet treatment, the family treatment that comes with Classic Elite Chevy Sugarland and Classic Elite Chevy Highway 6. Tell them Adam Clanton from Sports Talk 790 sent you into either location. Two lifelong Houston sports guys named Adam talking your teams. World Series Adam Clanton and Adam Wexler are the A-Team. A-Team. Are you ready for some football? It's five o'clock somewhere. Nothing, baby. It's five o'clock football. Don't run that over here. Professional football in America is a special game. Football five is underway, so of course we're going to talk about C.J. Stroud's dating life. We're going to talk about C.J. Stroud, who is actually in the news today for a different reason. If you do look up C.J. Stroud on your old X platform, you'll see that he's trending. Mm. And 98% of the entries that you'll read about are involving his exit from last night's Travis Scott Celebrity Softball Game. Uh, 1% are about him being in a suite with uh, Khloe Kardashian at the Super Bowl. The other 1% will be about his agency directing all teams to all teams that none of their prospective draftees for the 2024 draft will be taking the S2 cognition test this year. They're happy to go through all sorts of other film work with you. You can run them through all the physical tests you want. Normal stuff. But none of our clients are taking that test this year or probably ever again. And obviously this is in response to C.J. Stroud scoring as he did. And that, of course, being publicly leaked and in their opinion, unnecessarily subjecting to all that ridicule. Maybe it impacted where he drafted. Not every team subscribes to that test and the information it provides or <laughs> offers. You do with it what you want. Um, and the Texans are not one of them. Uh, but did it impact? I mean, Carolina, if they, let's say they did use that information Ooh. and it swayed them in favor of Bryce Young, they would probably say, yeah, let's go ahead and not use that again. Like, teams, I think, are probably going to push away from it some. But now none of the athletes involved with this athlete's first group, and there are no quarterbacks expected to go at the top of the draft that they represent, which, again, if you want any more reasons why quarterbacks are viewed differently, um, Jim plays anywhere on the field at Johnson. They don't really care what his S2 test score is, and the Wonderlick is no longer administered. But if uh, Larry, I play quarterback Smith, he has to take the test and they have to act like this is and this one is supposed is supposed to give you an idea of some of the speed with which you can process the information, which clearly gives you zero indication of how quickly C.J. Stroud can process information on the football field from what he's been working on during the week and taking it to Sunday, just like the game film showed when he was at Ohio State. How fast do you think he processed the information that told him Amber Rose is a skank he shouldn't be around? Uh, Serious question. Still processing. Okay. Uh, I got it's, a text. It's probably buffering right now. From uh, our good buddy. Yeah, I hope it doesn't uh, hit a snag. Uh, Aaron, oh, during the lost break. Lost connection. Exactly. Reassess. Operator. It's like a 28 game motor. Uh, hey, 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 hey. Maybe he took her somewhere so he could sh- share his spiritual testimony with her. Maybe he has uh, a song in the works that he wanted her to put in front of some people that she might know. Uh, oh! 
How about this? <laughs> I'm all ears. Amber, this is at Amber Rose on Instagram mm -hmm. via her story a mm -hmm. few minutes ago. Mm -hmm. um, she took an account called The Neighborhood Talk. Nice. Took a screen cap from it that says, new couple alert? Question mark, exclamation point. Amber Rose spotted leaving a celebrity softball game with 22-year-old NFL star C.J. Stroud. She put that, and it's got a picture of her leaving with him, You know, a screen cap from the video. Then it's got a picture of her being Amber Rose, and then one of his pictures uh, where he's posing for the NFL cameras, his rookie photo shoot in all likelihood. And then below that, she writes the following, and I quote, we literally don't know each other and only met yesterday at a softball game. The sprinter, I love that. You know what a sprinter is, right? I think we have enough listeners that don't, if it's you can explain. It's a luxury, I think, Mercedes van. Okay. So it's not a minivan, but it's not a full size, and it's definitely not a cargo. Uh, and it's got a Benz logo on it. It's a sprinter. Mm-hmm. Um, the sprinter left me and he was nice enough to give me a ride to my hotel. Thanks. Spelled THX. Again, As I spell it. at CJ7 Stroud with the prayer emoji and the H's thrown up emoji. I think it's only appropriate that I now say and wait for what I am now due from you. What? Go ahead. You can say it at any time. He gave her a ride to the hotel. Doesn't I mean you left. I literally said that. Doesn't mean he I, left. I, I mean, if you want to say you were right, I was wrong. You're smart. I'm dumb. You are very attractive. <laughs> I am not good looking. I don't even know if that's. I think I, I flubbed I think, the line. I think you got it. Um, so right, you're as long saying as you're willing to admit that. As long as you're willing in, to admit that. In addition that. to the fact right, that she's she's straightened out the story, you're going to say that's not the end of the story. You're going to say he no. was nice enough to give me a ride no, to my hotel. That's not what I'm going to say. But then in a now I can confirm that her very next item that was posted on her story has nothing to do. There's no second story. She got it all in that first posting. So there, there's no and then he came up for a drink and then he shared time at the hotel bar. And then he said, I'd love to see your suite. It, that that didn't happen. Or at least say. she didn't say that. That's exactly what someone who lured him into her suite lured. would um, say. Um, um, the Sprinter van left me. Can I get a ride? Again. That's what she went I'm with? I'm going to go biblical. The flesh is weak. I have been there. Many have. It is hard to I, say no. So you want to come up for a drink? I have been there. Many hey, have. Hey. You weren't even talking about Ember. No. But many have. <laughs> they, could, they could speak on it. The good news is CJ does not imbibe. He did say that the other day when he was hey, with uh, something else Pat we have in common. McAfee. Now she again played. She was a she was there to be a part of the celebrity softball. Did event. she hit a home run like he did? She grounded out weakly to the pitcher, I believe. Oh, so she maldied it. <laughs> she did not beat it out. She painted it. I mean, that's not fair. Painted was also was there it post July because that's what happened. Why can't you just be happy that C.J. Homer... I homered? can't be happy, he, period. He hit a home run, a four-bagger. By the way, uh, this is from Hayden Tyndall. He, he, uh, hey, Hayden. It's Rick's son, uh, yeah. long-time listener. Yes. He's the one who alerted me to this, and he said, do we feel better? Alerted you to what? This tweet. 
Oh, okay. This, okay, this okay. is a tweet of a screen cap of her Instagram. This is yeah, how it I'm, works. I'm on her Instagram rolling through her stories oh, I won't do right that. now. I'm not giving her the clicks. I don't think she's going to and care. And I hope he doesn't either. The additional story view from me. She's got several million followers. She doesn't need you. Right? Mm-hmm. That's exactly what someone following would her. say who just took looking. him up to her hotel suite. I'm just suite. looking. Mm, the sprinter left me. How did it leave you? It's literally there for you. I already and don't believe her story. everybody else who was staying at the hotel. She's a liar and a felon. You don't think they put felon. people up at the same hotel that came in for this? As in, CJ wasn't one of them because he lives here? What if she wants to be special? And I'm not staying at that hotel. I want my hotel. I and think, I want a sprinter. I think the people associated with the Cactus Jack celebrity softball game found a hotel that people who were being invited in town would be happy to stay at. Do we think it was the marquee? Do we think it was the Four Seasons? Do we think there it are options. was... Well, that, those are in the vicinity. I mean, there's, Minute Maid. there's literally a hotel right down the street. I What's don't it believe it's still called the Inn at the, the Ballpark. One that, the, yeah, that's where uh, Vic and Anthony's is, I think. The, the Hilton Americas the is obviously rather close by, yes. Yeah, that one actually basically connects to Toyota Center. So there's options. And, and again, she was smart enough not to say, here's where... I went and he left. Why do I? Why when I read the caption? Football at five, award winning. What? It's about C.J. Stroud. This Correct. Is a very important bleep. Um, why when I read her caption do I feel like reading it like Miss Teen South Carolina? Uh, we literally <laughs> don't know each other and only met yesterday at the softball game everywhere like as such the Iraq. The sprinter left me and he was nice enough to give me a ride to my hotel. Thanks <laughs> again, C.J. Stroud. Everywhere like such as. I don't believe uh, CJ had a map, and so therefore, like, he gave me a ride back to my hotel. That's how I'm reading it. I can't help it. I just don't want... I, look, I hope this is true. I hope that Hayden Tendall brought me the news I've been waiting on several minutes, excruciating minutes of my yeah, life. Yeah, because you wouldn't believe the me whole when I, on I told you. needles, man. I told you this was a likely scenario. But see, I'm not crazy because everyone else that saw that video is thinking the same thing. Oh! Please, God, no, for the love of God, keep her away from him. That's what they're all thinking. That's how this works, man. When you've got the one, when you've got the chosen one, and he's as good as he is on and off the field, you don't want anything polluting that. The socials are also upset with Michael Rubin, the founder of Fanatics, for making the connection with the Kardashians and now allegedly this. People are pointing fingers at him. Do you want to know how CJ has responded on his Instagram page? He hasn't. Correct. Exactly. And he won't, by the way. Unlike he her. Need to. Well, she tagged him. So there is a possibility he could, that he feels yep. the need to. But, like, it, he's got it. He knows what this is doing. He, he has. There's no way he doesn't know that this is causing an absolute bleep storm. Okay. Well. He's making a public appearance very, very soon. Very, very soon. Which one? At the celebrity basketball game. Oh, that's tomorrow or is it tonight? It is tonight. In Indy? In Indy. Do you think Chris Haynes will ask him about it? I think Chris Hansen could ask him about it. Let's have a seat. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He didn't do anything. So then why is Chris Hansen there? Because she brought lemonade and cookies. 
to the she's softball 40. game. I don't. It, it's and she's Just a kid. Because she was 21 when he was three. What's the problem? Exactly. See, Chris exactly what Chris I'm trying Hansen to get at here. Need not be here. The worst thing that ever happened, by the way, to that show is that one of those, you know, got, you know, he offed himself. And so Chris Hansen had to, like, basically retire because of it. You know that, right? I uh, mean, yeah. You had the general summary of how that all went down. Mm-hmm. He was doing a good service for for humanity and mankind. I bet. You don't think that, he, like, catching those oh, people? Oh, yes. No, no. He okay. did. Absolutely. I'm glad we could clarify that. Yeah, Segment was almost over. Hi, how you doing? Why don't you have a seat? <laughs> so you didn't write this to her? <laughs> and then he reads it. It's all uncomfortable. Oh, man. To Catch a Predator was fantastic television. And... I'm not saying she's a predator, but I'm not saying she's not. Well, of him, she of him. wanted a ride. I bet. She needed a ride. <laughs> she had to get a ride. How are you going to get from point Stop A to point B? Stop doing the jazz dance in there, Dan. What's the matter with both of you? you I don't do you anything. You can't put double entendres into this segment on top of everything she else. I'm going, I'm going through it right now emotionally. I don't There's need no this. There's no double anything. We just got out of the Deshaun Watson bleep storm. I don't need this. He was begging off the team long before you knew any of that. Yeah, like three hours later, we found out he had 26 cases. And I'm not saying that CJ is going to do I just don't want anything of that ilk. He is not going to live in a bubble. He's you, going, hey, he's, he'll be fine. You listen good to me, Satan. I will run in front of that bus for him. I'm not having this happen. We we Houstonians deserve C.J. Stroud. We really do. We have him. <laughs> well, I want to keep him. See, I didn't even say. I had plenty of open doors to say something, and I didn't. Maybe she wanted a ride. What's the matter? With I told you? you. I said maybe. I was being just trying to play it out. I, it was literal. What is? What does that mean <laughs> to play it out? To end the show? Or to end the segment. Let's let's do that. All right. In case you missed it, things that don't involve Amber Rose next. The A team continues on your phone. Listen to Sports Talk 790 on any device with our free iHeartRadio app. All right, so in case you missed it, it is underway, and we first have to address the tweet that both Wex and I were um, tagged in from Sam, the sports fan. Appreciate maybe, your constant involvement in the show. Yeah. It's always, it's always helpful. Maybe, hey, maybe CJ was taking Amber Rose to get her baptized. I hear she might need it, LOL. And the gift that he attached is that unfortunate thing where the Catholic priest is like, how many times does he dunk that poor child into... Head first. It's I just it's six total dunks, three head first and three four, feet first. And, and get your denominations right. It's Greek Orthodox. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, it is? Yeah, we just we just get sprinkled. So, so is the prob- is the Catholic one the one where uh he loses a holt of the kid and it just goes <laughs> that, in face first? That that did happen, yes. I mean <laughs> I answered him. I think they should I wear gloves sure. if you're gonna do this. Maybe. Nah. Yeah, I saw that. So anyway, um, what I, else? What else did we miss today? Crisis averted. Well, I mean, there's that, but uh, maybe not so much for the Rangers because third baseman Josh Young experiencing left calf discomfort, having to go in for an MRI. What do you think it's going to show? That they are a one-hit wonder? No. 
Hey, um, Josh, good news. We uh, have the MRI. There's no structural damage. You should be able to just, like, sit on the shelf for a few weeks. But that was a totally piss-poor World Series, and nobody even remembers it. For a position player to have something like that so early in the proceedings? At his position, too. I mean, if you have left calf discomfort, were you not healthy when you got there? And you just how would you not know that? I don't know what he looked like when he got to spring training, but that's a big dude. Uh, yeah, he's bigger third baseman than the third baseman that plays in Houston. Right, which is, I think, why the third baseman that plays in Houston is so good. Josh Young is not, I mean, I'm not saying he's a, he's a bad defensive guy, but he's... He's a good defensive. He's he's an awesome... He could, but his bat he is could, light years yeah. better than his defense. He could turn out to be like just what they drafted him to be. I mean, he was the eighth overall pick in the draft. He's he's going to be great. Great college career. Got to the majors. Not, I actually was shocked how... They should have brought him up a took. long time ago. Not just this year, but long before that, I thought. And uh, He got hurt during the year, was healthy at the end of the year in the postseason, and he's one of the reasons why they're in, in pretty good shape. Uh, because you brought that up, I, I did uh, take to Twitter earlier today in uh, the fact that we had Chaz McCormick sound earlier, and he talked about how what he did last year doesn't matter. It's all about this year. If I play well, I'm going to play. And Good that the team has faith in, in Jake and myself and a bunch of other things like that. And I still, I keep trying to put it out. This is like you saying people aren't recognizing how awesome the Kansas City Chiefs dynasty is. I think people aren't recognizing how unbelievable Chaz McCormick was last year. How unreal his season was last year. The Astros obviously have a bunch of good players, right? Mm-hmm. So the last four months of last year, the top 13 players in the American League in OPS. I actually never sent it, so I'll click post as soon as I read it. There's a player each from... Kansas City, Cleveland, Tampa, and Texas. There's two players each from the Angels and Red Sox, although one of the Angels is now a Dodger. So there's only 12, the top 12 are returning. Five from just one team, or five teams have one player each. Boston's the only other team with more than one. They have two of the top 12. The Astros have five. Five of the best hitters in the American League were Astros last year. Five of the top 12. And Chaz McCormick was one of them. This is over the final four months of the season. It's not about a good June or a great July. It's about spending the majority of the season as one of the best, most productive hitters in your league. With Yiner Diaz, Jose Altuve, Kyle Tucker, and Jordan Alvarez, which also means Bregman wasn't among them. He was just outside that group. They had six of the top 22. There's only nine guys in the order. They're going to rake this year even with jake yes even with jake so jake's gonna rake jake will probably be a little better than he was last let me year, tell you something which is an ops in the neighborhood of the low 700s if jake myers busts out the way Chaz did after huh. his less than stellar season they're gonna be a problem it's yes. not gonna be 92 wins. i'm not it's gonna expecting be that but that would be something what else have we missed all right so as ac hinted at at the beginning of the show slow sports weekend but what was supposed to be part of this sports weekend was hopefully tiger woods playing at the genesis invitational out in la then well, what happened not the case hit his tee shot on number seven and then a golf cart showed up he got on it, and his tournament was over. An illness is what is being reported. Although Tiger did battle back spasms yesterday and was even having some issues today as well. Seen with his face in his hands as he was being driven off. 
I mean, illness would be great, all things considered, if that's why he truly could not continue. That's not a recurring, I need PRP treatment, I need a new back, I need back fusion surgery, which, I mean, you said he was experiencing back spasms. And as back, he's been experiencing that for the vast majority of the last decade plus, which is among the reasons why he's been unable to play among competitive golf. the reasons. Some of the other reasons, same concept I was talking about earlier, Wex. This is what happens when... Yes. Fast women get involved in your I life totally as an agree. athlete. It's exactly what I was talking about. It's not them. It's him. They contribute. They don't. It could be. Literally. If they would just when mind I said, their business with their sprinters. When I said about CJ, it could have been anyone. Keep your sprinter away. That's literally what I should have said about Tiger. Look at who did this. Literally anyone. Hey, it's Luann. She works at Perkins. Hey, it's Judy over here. I just met her. <laughs> hey, look. It, it it's doesn't even matter. Julie at Waffle House. It, it makes no difference. And it didn't even matter that it was an unfortunate time on the calendar. It, That's the worst story I read. Anybody. Or the it was the documentary on HBO. That is that is by far I was like, That's rock bottom right there. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on. On and by the way, Lauren has a follow up uh-huh. just because I'm following her timeline right now because she is good lit up about this. Appreciate her involvement she, in the program she, as well. She she included the screen cap from Amber Rose's yep. account with the caption "Thank you Jesus" and then in all caps. However, <laughs> been there, done that. You ain't slick, hag, scram. Whoa, hey, what else have we missed today? <laughs> Uh, we've missed uh, Tyron Lue getting fined $35,000 for saying that refs were cheating as he was walking off being caught saying those exact words. Where are the refs at now cheating? This is what he said. He'd been ejected. He was taken off the court eventually because he had a long time to before he actually left the court. Uh, went inside, uh, threw on his uh, post-game attire, sweats, or hoodie, and some sweats. The game ended, and of course, when he was ejected, they weren't winning. When he the game ended, they had beaten the Warriors, and they came. They were coming off of the court. He emerged from the locker room, and he pulled a Dusty them. Baker. He met them on the way, and and that's what he yelled as the game was ending, and as the team or the game had ended, and they were making their way back to the locker room. And that cost him thirty five thousand. So normally, you, you, even the wording of these punishments, usually from uh, the NBA, they're pretty simplistic and pretty. You know, he said something derogatory, questioned this, or said something about the officials. Question the integrity of game officials is how it was worded there, and that often comes from, "Hey, Tyron, can you explain to me what you what you they told you about the play there? Oh, they just missed the call. I mean, what are you going to do? The officials make mistakes. They had a bad night tonight, and I think our team is sick of it. You get fined for it. This was not like that. This was not anything he said at the podium. Any any question where he said, "Look, you're just trying to get me fined when you ask me that, so I'm not going to answer it." This is something he yelled out yeah. out of frustration. Not even at not with not not to into a microphone or to the media, right? And I, and you can't do that. That's you know that's where you have to take the side of the league or and or the officials because they don't just like you don't want them, you know, quote unquote, screwing up the game by making bad calls or whatever. I think these fines are always out of control. We don't we don't blink at it because they make so much money. So we got oh, whatever twenty five. Yeah, but but the this principle. One, well, I'm shocked it's so little. Yeah. 
But here's he the thing, though. He just said the officials were cheating. Well, what's the NBA going to say? That's never happened? They can't say that. Yeah, so... Um, and they're still employing guys that are associated with that dude. That's not... They just work, work friends. Oh, work friends that text you hundreds of times as you're making bets on games you're officiating, and then you're allowed to officiate Game 7 hey, with I'm a Tony Brothers official. against the Rockets you, here in Houston. Maybe you guys Houston. should look for this tonight. Thanks, Tim. Now, I know I said earlier in this very show that it all started with Chris Paul's hamstring. Yep. It was accelerated two games later by the appearance of Scott Foster and Tony Brothers, hand-in-hand, hand, walking to the arena with... Golden State Warriors t-shirts on. So the sprinter had left Scott uh, with no ride and Tony took him no, to the game? the sprinter had left their moral fiber outside. That's what the sprinter left. And they walked in and did the deed that needed to be done. I said it. They didn't. Now, they did take points off the board basically by not calling some fouls. Multiple times but, during the midst of the now infamous 21 <laughs> straight three-pointers they missed. Seven. They, but they didn't miss them. They weren't shooting them. No, they hit some of them that weren't called as fouls in continuation because Scott Foster is a demon. Just had a bad night. An off night. An off night in Game 7 where the de facto they NBA Finals was taking place. They tried to get the best out there and it just Whoever didn't work out. went to Cleveland in the next series was going to kick their head in. That would have included your three-time NBA champion Houston Rockets. Without Chris Paul. They would have absolutely smashed Destroyed the Destroyed yep. LeBron James, Mr. Odegeist Volcane. <laughs> has he ever said that? Do you has think? He, has he literally ever said He's never said that. De facto. Do you think <laughs> others are saying that? the Rockets had gotten there and the 98 Bulls were waiting on them? Ooh. I mean, come on. It wouldn't have been a sweep, I'll tell you that much. They would have. Did you see the games they played against Cleveland that year? The yeah, one in all. Cleveland, I was in Minneapolis uh, doing the game. It was minus five outside because we were there for Super Bowl coverage and a coworker getting us kicked off of Radio Row. And they absolutely baptized them like that gif we got attached in on Twitter. Six times. Six times they took LeBron's head and dunked it underwater. They would have destroyed the Cavs that year. But Scott Foster and Tony Brothers. Well, it almost feels like you're lumping Tony in there unnecessarily. Did you see some of the calls he made in that game, or do I need to give you the video again? <laughs> well, I just feel like most of them were That's were the worst part of it. There's more than one official on that crew that was bad at his job that night, and it goes yeah, back to the night, original just, premise just that here. Night. It's okay. Yeah, it's and, and we're not talking about Tyron Lue's situation because it, it's actually different for a change. But, man, it's so bad when – they're bad, and then people who are involved in the game point it out, and they get punished. It's like you're calling the foul all over again. Only this time, we're taking money out of your wallet. One of the uh, two games the Rockets beat the Cavs that year, they beat them 120 to 88. That was in February. Yeah. With that was the one in uh, with Luke Baamute and Ryan Anderson in the starting lineup. That is just, see. That's why what I'm saying is Ryan not even a Anderson question. was a plus thirty nine. How many points in did he that score? game? He scored twenty one points. Five of seven from three point range. Five of nine. See, James was one for eleven. That's because and they beat him by thirty two. I mean, come on. That's why when people are like, "Come on, LeBron would have beaten them. They weren't the Warriors. You idiots. They were the number one seed and destroyed the Warriors in the regular season. Go back and watch the film." Mike Breen. Put the film on, bro. Exactly.
How many times did he say bang when Eric Gordon hit a three-point shot? 20? Saw him the other night at the uh, Rockets-Knicks game. He did not look pleased with how that turned out. Who? Oh, Mike. Mike. I thought you were talking about Eric. I'm like, what was, you know, what you know was what he, he doing did, there? You know what he didn't say? Oh, there's a foul. There's when, a foul. When Aaron Holiday get, got fouled, he did not say bang <laughs> repeatedly. Well, the shot didn't go in. He said, dang, dang, dang. That's what he said. All right. Hey, um, speaking of CJ, I don't know if this would uh, sway anything, this, this latest news involving Amber Rose. But uh, a lot of their experts on ESPN think very highly of this upcoming Texan season. We'll tell you what they said when we come back. Whoa! Dylan Brooks here. Back to Dylan, reverse layup, got it! Stay clutch with the iHeartRadio app. Hear every Rockets game on Sports Doc 790. Here it is, Dylan Brooks! Home of your Rockets. Rockets! I just didn't think that we would be, uh, we'd be going there today. Today, anything goes Friday edition of the <laughs> A-Team here. Believe it or not. All right, so in Good that vein, afternoon strippers. Yeah, I've done that before. Just woken up the strippers in the it's, afternoon. It's a strain on the vocals. You did it? Uh huh. When did you? No, I don't think I was on. I just like mocked it one time. Oh, okay. All right. Um, I don't know if this list or the things written about C.J. Stroud and the Texans would change if some of these people got wind of the video before they wrote this article. Don't roll your eyes at me. You all know it, I am. I have never been more of a voice of the fan than I am today. I'm saying what everyone else is thinking in the city, and then some. But there was an article on uh, ESPN.com where they asked their NFL experts, and I'll probably I need to do this because I always do. Matt Bowen, thoughts? Awesome. Mike Clay, uh, big numbers guy, really good. Jeremy Fowler. He's a newsbreaker, so less of the nuts and bolts. Dan Graziano. Obviously become a bigger TV personality. He's Matt good. Miller. Uh, very much into the quarterback scouting. He's the one who spent a lot of this past year putting out quarterback analysis videos with Josh McCown. And what did he think of CJ prior to the draft? Uh, McCown was a fan. No kidding. <laughs> uh, Jordan Reed. Uh, awesome work. Does a lot of their draft work. Mike Tannenbaum. Former GM says a lot of things on TV to get people to post videos about what are the things that Mike Tannenbaum said on TV. But he does open the curtain quite a bit, which I enjoy. I have to say her last name like this because I'm just a juvenile. Lindsay Lee. Okay. What's wrong with her? I don't know. Nothing. Uh, she's one Nothing's of the, wrong with her. I just, her she's name a is, team reporter. Okay. Uh, Seth Walder. He's, gosh, I wish I remember which story this was. We had a, a some kind of story that we were not really happy with, and he was one of the two writers on it. It was during oh. the postseason, I think. Was it a baseball story? No, it was a football story, I think. Either way, he's one of their analysts. And I know how you feel about Field Yates. <laughs> he's funny. Great hair. He's, that's about it. He is, he's like a 12-year-old. <laughs> well, so are we. So that's their panel, right? That's their okay. panel of NFL experts. They asked them... Uh, to make picks for next year's Super Bowl matchup and the 2024 most valuable player, along with potential breakout teams, players, and one offseason move they'd like to see. Now, I'm obviously not going to go through all that. I'm just going to get to the good stuff. What's your early Super Bowl pick? Mike Clay said the Texans are going to be in the game. He also said the Lions are going to beat them. But uh, he goes, why not have some fun with two rising teams for this pick? Detroit was one late-game collapse. <laughs> That's being nice. From a Super Bowl appearance and will return nearly its entire core, especially on offense, in 2024. 
though an improving NFC North will make things tough. Quarterback C.J. Stroud appears to be the real deal, so a strong offseason that doesn't involve Amber Rose, I'm reading aloud from the paragraph Word for word. Right. uh, From the Houston front office could quickly get the Texans to contender status in the AFC. He brings up something that I always bring up, and it's probably more shtick than it. Well, not even shtick. It's like a, I don't know, it's a... It's a crutch, I guess, maybe. But it it happens so often that I really don't look at it that way. When you are a runner-up, especially in the Super Bowl, this happens a lot, but sometimes in the conference championship, and especially when you have an NFC championship that went the way it did for the Lions, that can, for whatever reason, be the preamble to a derailed next season. I happen to agree with what he wrote, that the Lions are bringing everybody back, They've got a good coaching staff in place. I don't think Detroit will fade to the pack, but um, they are going to be playing a tougher a tougher schedule um, division-wise and just you know tougher overall because they're a good team now. It's the same with the Texans. They're going to play a first-place schedule. So 11 experts. Mike was not one of the team, one of the people to pick C.J. Stroud as MVP, but two others were. So right. he's really bullish on the Texans. Has him in the Super Bowl. But he thinks CJ sucks. But he, no, he, well, he gave Josh Allen the MVP. But yeah. that means three of these eleven, at least, yep. are crazy high on CJ Stroud and the Texans. Uh, Reed was one, and Graziano was the other. Yeah, he said that uh, I'm banking on Houston pulling a Cincinnati. So it's it, the year scenario. two of CJ, year two of right. Burrow. And what he says on that is being aggressive this offseason to try and maximize its window with Stroud on a rookie contract, i.e. what I want them to do, and I think a lot of people do, because that's it's not it's not that you can't compete once he's not on that contract anymore, but it's a whole lot better when he isn't. Um, there were stretches this past season where he was in the MVP conversation. We all know about that. And a second year with offensive coordinator Bobby Slowick, who is not a head coach anywhere else at this moment, and some improvements around him should catapult him to the front of the field. I have no problem with any of that paragraph. The only thing is you've got to do it against much better competition. Yeah, much better quarterbacks going against their defense. And and in reality, uh, much better teams. They play a tougher division uh, in the NFC than they did this year when they played the weakest. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's very much night and day. Earlier this week, the opening lines for NFL MVP put out the highest odds Mahomes for a player who's not a quarterback was <laughs> 80 to 1 Christian McCaffrey behind Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson well, that one chick, and everybody else that one chick that thought that um that what's his face wasn't quarterbacky enough right. will probably love those odds yes. for her so MVP. It, essentially it's which quarterback is going to win the MVP mm-hmm. uh list off make a guess how many players were listed ahead of CJ and you've already listed one Mahomes, Mahomes was the favorite um is Josh Allen ahead of him? Josh Allen is another player ahead of him. He's 9-1, to one, tied for the second-best odds. Lamar? Lamar Jackson has worse odds to repeat as MVP than C.J. Stroud does to win it for the first time. Really? So there's, t- there's two other quarterbacks ahead of C.J. He was fifth. Burrow? Burrow is another, tied for second with Josh Allen. This one will be surprising. Jalen Hurts? Hurts is way behind him. Purdy's behind him. Dak's behind him. Aaron Rodgers is behind him. Justin Herbert is behind him. Tua's behind him. Anthony Richardson's behind him. Who's left? Trevor Lawrence is behind him. Well, he should be. He has a horse face. Jordan Love, 10-1, to 1, ahead of CJ Jordan at 11-1. Jordan Love? One. Do they think that 
Come on, man. So we were Anybody focused. Anybody can go into Dallas and beat the Cowboys in the playoffs. <laughs> we were locked in on what CJ was doing at the end of the year, posting, you know, he went all those games without a sack, all those games without a turnover, an interception. He was on fire at the end of the season, especially when he came back. Jordan Love was too. He was. He really had an unbelievable last, like, nine weeks. He was really, really good with a group of receivers like CJ's that were all in and out of the lineup all year. They actually have, like, as, as much, it's so funny, so funny how much of a whiny baby Aaron Rodgers was all this time. Uh-huh. And next year, the receivers he's going to throw to are Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Jaden Reed. The list goes on and on. They have a really good you know what's receiving funny? core. You know, you know it's actually, it's not even and funny. And good tight end. It's amazing. The Packers, the freaking Packers have done this three times now. If this is the third, yes. I mean, if if all goes according to plan, though, Dave had Favre, Rodgers, and now now I just... It's early on love, just as it would be early yeah, for this one. I don't really care about I, that one. I don't remember thinking this about Rodgers. I remember thinking, this guy's a stud. He never gave you a reason not to think that. Love did. Well, he just wasn't out there. This is his first year. When he year. was out there, he looked like absolute trash. It was he very quickly first few weeks of the season. Right. He put that in the rear view. Right. And took off. No, but that was the first. Are time. you afraid that you're going to be able to say that same thing about three quarterbacks in a row for the Packers with the Indianapolis Colts, Manning, Taluk, to Richardson? Unfortunately for Richardson, and you and know, it's not in a row. They went five years with crap. Right. Um. I think, unfortunately for Richardson, he, because of, A, the position, and B, the way he plays it, he's going to get that moniker of, okay, if you get hurt, because he just did. And, and it's because of the way he plays. This, it's a very R.G. Griffin about to happen situation very easily. Now, I think the Colts are trying to, to prevent it. Yeah. But it definitely happened. He took some hits and And I don't want I mean, I I selfishly would like I don't want him to get hurt, but it'd be good for the Texans. But I just feel like you are really playing with fire right there. If he gets hurt in the first five weeks, you're gonna hear all of that kind of talk. All the talking heads are gonna say it. It's gonna be all that kind of stuff. All right. I promised we would make Wex squirm. Finally, I've been Before. waiting all day. I've been so comfortable here all day today. You've looked, especially when I've called Amber Rose a skank multiple times. But uh, yeah, we'll do that. Oh, when that we come, was today. Come back next year on the A team. Touchdown, Texas! Coach Sark here. Back to the A team with the Adams, Adam Wexler and Adam Clanton on Sports Talk 790, Houston's home of Longhorn football. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Probably no better way to head into the weekend than this story. All right. We've done the uh, Amber Rose discussion. We've, uh, I think, we, we have we prayed over CJ yet to keep to like the, to keep the evil away. I mean, you can. I, I don't think it's necessary. As, I, as I'm, I've been I'm very clear, seriously contemplating leading a prayer on the air right now for CJ. Like Stroud, normally, it's like to, his... to wake up the Astros bats or to get them to win a home game or to have the Texans not hire people like David Culley. You have a, a little seance or a prayer vigil or a, a get-together, a, yeah. a wake-up. Well, even if I said Arise. the Lord's Prayer, it would apply to protect you from the evil one, right? Again, like... She's evil. You can say it uh-huh. and have it work yeah. and have her story be 100% true. Lead us not into temptation. There's not going to be another one? Not like her. Okay. I mean, I mean, if he's, he's not young and single and if, a celebrity, if he's not dating her or a Kardashian. We're pretty th- much out okay. of the woods. Oh, okay. Well, then we're almost out of the woods already. He's taking care of both. I mean, I'm sure there's others. Okay. Anyway, much more pressing issues. Oh, goody. 
I'm going to be very careful about how I read this. I'm going to have to clean it up just because, A, it's just, <laughs> it's bad. And, B, I won't be able to stop laughing. Okay. So, uh, Alex Mitchell wrote the following headline and story for the New York Post. Doctors shocked over patient who shoved batteries into his, you know, mm-hmm. and then three of them got stuck. That is the headline before I ever even get to the story. The first line of the story is, and I quote, call him the energizer dummy. It gets worse. He's- Again, this is New York Post. This is very typical of their writing style. Oh, you mean you wouldn't find this in the Times? In the, you know, it's in, it's in a section of their online product called Weird But True. He's 73. Mm-hmm. He's also Australian. A 73-year-old Australian man was positively shocked. Oh, my gosh, guys. Take it easy in, in the copy editing room. To need urgent urethra surgery after jamming three button-style batteries into that. Like in your uh, car key fob? I guess. Yes, there Or your there. watch, your Casio? Could be. The unidentified man, thank God for him, whose medical anomaly is now the source of a revolting medical study in March's urology case reports. That's a sentence. Had been fueling his own gratification by intentionally doing this. And what they refer to it as is a one-way tunnel. To the best of our understanding, this is the first reported case of urethral necrosis with button battery insertion. Um, he had reportedly inserted several before without them getting stuck. But then it ha- here's the problem. The, this is not non-Florida stories time on our show, but well, it sounds not, like it. It's not our sh- Yeah, that's not our show. That's a different show. Okay. I, I need to know something because I'm reading this obviously off of the New York Post's website. Is this uh, X-ray legit or is it fake? Um, based on what you said about the battery type, and I mean, I guess it could be real. Well, the reason I ask, I would think it is among millions of Wait others. National Library of Science is who's credited with the photo, right? Mm, I wonder. See. And now look at the placement. The placement. Of the batteries, if that's real. Well, well, two of them are close together, and then one of them is way in a different place. It was in there first and has traveled further? Please, please, please have that be the last analysis of this picture you make me I do. J- I, I just, why? As is always the case with stories like this, I always go back to that simple three-letter word. Why? Why do you do this? Why do you feel the need to do this? Why do you think this would be a good idea? Why couldn't you do a million different other things even in this category? Why do you need that kind of gratification? Why do people read the comments on this story? Are there? Of course there are. I didn't even scroll down. Give me like the first three that are great. I can't do that. You can't clean them up? Uh, I probably could, but I'm not. I'm not. We don't need that today. It's Friday. It's getaway day. Best part of this story is they use one of your go-to words, icky. <laughs> icky. I'm not going to read the sentence of 10, but yeah, I just... Uh, I'll tell you someplace you can shove batteries and stories like this. Someone responded. I don't want to read about they, this. They apparently. don't like the New York Post content in this particular case. Yeah. 
I just can't. Um, they called it extreme assessing the extremely damaged. You know what? Yeah, I'd say so. You only get one, fellas. Don't damage it, do especially know, with batteries. Do you know a world-famous inventor commented on this post? What's his name? Elon Musk? Uh, no. Okay. His name is Ben F. Ben Franklin. Oh. He commented, shocking. Is he the one that had the kite with the lightning? <laughs> okay. Uh, That's what you're going to play us out with? I don't know what that means. Is that to end the show? I mean, I guess. I just want you to know that you're having a better weekend upcoming before it ever even starts than this guy is. All right, AC, on your way out the door, I want you want you grade Friday's program. Solid B plus. That's it. Well, I you know you got fired up one segment. We had some good back and forth. Talked a little Astros spring training. I All right, I thought it was better than that. What did you give? I would have given it an A, probably a ninety one, an A minus. I mean, if you have to go with the lame letter, yes. Well, well that's got, what a 91 specific. is. Yeah, very, or 92, 90, whatever. A 93 very is an A, specific. right? 93 to 96 is an A, right? Sure it is. Teach. 91's probably good. All right, good for you and good for us and good for Show Killer. Let me talk to you about being elite. Classic elite Buick GMC is where it's at for you to find that brand new vehicle of your dreams. When you purchase a new vehicle from Classic Elite Buick GMC, here's what you're going to get. You're going to get two years of free maintenance. You're going to get a lifetime engine guarantee. You're going to get a lifetime of car washes. It's right off the Katy Freeway, just west of Highway 6. If you're looking for a 2024 Terrain, GMC Terrain, how about 0.9% interest rates, no payments for 90 days. 2024 GMC Sierra, 1500 AT4, 0.9% interest rates, plus no payments for 90 days. Find them online at classicallyBuickGMC.com. We are professional grade make sure you ask for the wonderful owners jeff or tiffany sebastian when you're out there and make sure when you head on out there you tell them adam wexler sent you by next week we'll come here soon enough enjoy your as ac calls it sports free weekend unless you like the daytona 500 we'll be back with you on monday for ac and dan it's wex have a wonderful time until we speak again three o'clock on monday here on sports talk 790 hi is Chaz here To play us out. What does that mean? To play us out? To end the show? Yeah, yeah. All right, go, go.